Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, people. It's simple. It's a drinking game. We love to drink beer and talk about movies. So anytime we say anything negative, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means that we are about to take a drink, and we hope you drink along with us. This is an extra fun episode to drink along to. So pour yourselves a glass as Jeff tells us what we're doing, because we don't know, because as usual, we've done no research whatsoever. Pre-show shot. Let's do it, people. Bottoms up. Shout out to that Ah. woman in Seattle. Ah. Push mills. Oh, man. All right, people. So what would you do that to yourself? I'm going to dive right into the premise. This is our end of year list. It's that simple. 2022. This is very different from us. So if you are new to our our podcast, if you subscribe because Dave was drunk at a bar and stole your phone and made you subscribe to us and you have no idea what we're doing. That happens more than you think. (laughs) Also, this is a good time to shout out that we have a YouTube channel. I have what looks like a child's art project next to me, but it's actually a redacted list it is our list that is going to be on the screen the entire fucking episode whether these son of bitches like what like whether they they mind or not yeah there you go yeah Sorry, just, the alcohol just, just starting to hit <laughs> hey no shade on strokes um so anyway so it's very i'll tell you about the premise in one second but this is it we came up with the list of our top i said top 10 it turned into a top 20 we're gonna do it reverse order we love wait, talking wait, about so movies we're doing our top 10 episode but it's 20 films. (laughs) I'm going to explain in a second, but that's exactly right. We've seen so many movies. I'm going to talk about it in a second. Should I I dive right in? Do you want to sponsor us really quick? Usually it's me that breaks the rules. Really quick, sponsors. Uh, Carlos Barroso is our beer sponsor. He sent me a Merry Christmas message. That's the most sponsoring of beer he's done here on this podcast in about a year. But I love that man, and I want to taste his beer again. Cbarroso.beer on Instagram. Give him a follow. Uh, The music on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. You can find all that music available for free on all the usual music platforms. Go there, download, enjoy yourself. Yada, yada, yada. Please, please, please love, like, subscribe. Leave us a yeah. review, motherfuckers. Come on, come at us. Please say mm. anything. It doesn't matter what you say, where you say it. Just say it. Just leave Ask us, us questions. Review, please. Yeah. Right. Suggest things. We have a whole form for that. Like, just just All the talk to us. Talk to us. Please talk to us. So this is our holiday <laughs> episode. So stick around to the very end of the episode where we'll give you our recommendations of things we've been watching, what you've been watching. That's our segment at the end of the episode. Can't <sighs> wait. <sighs> nice, John. Awesome. So, um... This is the reason we're going to do a list, and I'm going to kick it over to Dave in a second for some shout-outs of something really quick. But reasons to do a list. I've been listening to a That's, lot of critics do their lists. I really lists. should have studied. I, and, and critics, this is the problem with critics' list shows. Number one is there's no structure, so it's kind of like, that's on my list, that's on my list. And I lose track of where they are, and it gets really difficult to listen to. This is going to be very clear and concise of what order we're in. And again, if you're on YouTube, you can see a physical copy of the list well, you can't. But. On my screen. Well, I hope if you can zoom in if you want to. The second thing is that a lot of critics, they always mention movies that nobody's ever heard of, whether they're foreign language films, which are brilliant, but never made it to the American market. So I feel a little out of touch listening to them sometimes. I promise you all, with the exception of maybe one movie in our top 10, you've definitely heard of all of our movies. And yes, it's a top 20, but... Yeah, I'll talk about the premise in a second, but follow along. We watched a lot of movies, and I think this is a pretty fucking good list, yeah. guys. I'm telling F- you right 59, now, 59, 59 movies this year. You these these shout two out mo- to our letterbox page. Also, that wait, Dave has got going for us. It's really you, fun Dave. to look at. Also, Dave, 59 that we've all talked about, but the truth is we've actually seen a lot more than that oh, because yeah. I I had the Tribeca film 
festival that I, for, I just forgot about. It almost feels like two years ago, but it was actually this year. So I saw like 15 movies from the Tribeca that were all indies. Uh, one was a Brian Cranston movie that never got a major release. John saw these like conducting documentaries, you know? So like we've all yeah. seen... We all, we all remember my famous plane and COVID lists. That's right. Yeah. So, and of course, we, we don't talk about animated or documentaries on this podcast. We just don't right. really do it. So we, we watch those two and they're great. So. Well, right, so th- I watch animated. <laughs> Three reasons reality in my life. Three reasons to do a list. Number one, we've seen a lot of movies. We've seen well over six. We're probably closer to 100 movies between the three of us, 2022 movies. And so if you haven't seen a lot and you like, oh, my God, what movie should I watch? I think this list will help you know, guide you towards those movies. Number two, you've actually heard of all of these, as I just said. And number three is our system is very, very, very clear. And I should also mention, we have very different tastes in this show. Whether you, maybe you've listened to the podcast, you know, we've been agreeing a lot of movies recently, but the truth is John would rather watch a 12 hour silent film of a house burning down than Avengers Endgame. Dave would rather watch Solo for the 10th time than The Godfather Part 2 for the first time. Is that right, Dave? Never seen Godfather Part 2? No, I've, I, saw, I watched all of them when we did the franchise face-off. Oh, you actually did your homework. Okay, cool. he, yeah. watched, he watched all, yeah. Well, I would rather watch a snuff film than It's a Wonderful Life. So anyway, we all have very different mm. tastes here. <laughs> that one had hotter. to go. Nothing is hotter than It's a Wonderful Life, dude. That is a... Yeah. That is the oh, most depressing guess. Christmas movie. And I, I understand dude, it earns that last scene, but Jesus Christ, man, that's a sad movie. Okay, are you ready to learn about the system? Yeah, I, 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 really so far I think it's going to be the most... It's going to be the most, the clarify, best system since I used X's in the franchise face-off, I think. Oh, I missed the X's. I missed the X's. Just to clarify for our listeners, Jeff sent us you know, a little brief explanation of intention. He, we do not know what's about to happen. So okay. all we yeah. have done is sent him our list of 10 and some honorable mentions, and he has created this whole thing that we're about to learn about right now. Yeah, so he called I'm, us bastards for some reason. We don't know why. A, but, a lot of times, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so rather than make them i know a top 10 list is impossible i think wait, all of us wait are we doing gripes uh i i'm uh, gonna yeah let's we'll do a gripe let, let me get through the system let me get through the premise no and then we'll let you have gripe, a gripe I, I have gripes but i'm gonna be talking a lot this episode so i'm happy to take one off for you i'll gripe <laughs> about some stupid shit i'm sure I don't hear you complain. okay hold on so I, these lists are ridiculous. They're impossible. We have not seen all of these movies. So there are there are movies that are very high on some people's lists that not all of us have seen. However, I'm telling you right now, this list is fucking good. And I, I think that all the movies are represented. Even if, if we have all seen the movies, they might be higher or lower, whatever. I think this is a pretty goddamn good list. So I just asked them for a top 10. All of, all of you, I think, had... Top five was fine, but six through ten was really hard. What was going to be number ten? Like, your 15 could be your number ten if you just slept better. Like, it's very, very tricky. <laughs> but I asked you to go one through ten, and I, I, I gave them a score of ten to one. So the, your number one movie got ten points, and your number ten movie got one points. And okay. the three of us with Get 30 movies... Rules, we have 19 movies on the board, which means that we all had movies that were not on anybody else's list. So we came, I came up with the tiebreaker, which is the 20th movie. So we have 20 movies. This is our top 20 of the, of the year. Um, it's a surprise to you two. As I mentioned, I'm the only one who knows. And um, that's it. I think that's all I want to say. And a little bit of the elephant in the room. Of course, there are some movies that haven't come out yet that are going to be competing in this oh, yeah. coming Oscar season. We'll revisit and we'll we'll do our little Oscar episode like we usually do. But we thought this would be fun. Slash, none of us wanted to go see Babylon yet. We all kind of had like Christmas plans. 
so uh, we, we're going <laughs> to so, see it at some point. But we so, didn't yeah. get that, this I mean, that'll, that'll get it up to three point six point, you know, sixty dollars. Not a great opening. Sorry, Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Damien, you All of us for, for not not missing that. Babylon, Babylon looks good, but it's Christmas. <laughs> It's a, yeah. tough, it's a tough release for a so, blockbuster. All right. You Babylon, want to visit grandma kids? No, we want to go watch Mario Robbie get hammered. Yeah. And then for yeah. the, <laughs> and then for the, and I heard there's a lot of orgy scenes too for the for the um, the nerds sure. in there too. We have not seen After Sun yet. We have not seen Decision to Leave. Those are sort of on the list. There's another one that I'm not going to mention that we've been talking about because it may appear in here. Um, so there's like yes, there's a couple of I these wanted, that we just haven't seen. Yeah. Before we really get started, I don't know if we're going to do our gripes. I do have a, a list of you know some that I didn't see because I didn't do a couple episodes with you guys. There's there's yeah. some that I think that we should call out that everybody probably saw that's in the serious filmmaking community that maybe we just didn't see or one of us didn't see that could clearly have belonged on our list. So at some point we should do that. Lists are always bullshit. I will say again, our top five is fucking great. Four of them are chalk and there's a good surprise. And I think that's exactly what you want your top five <laughs> to be. So um, that's a gambling turn. Okay. Let's do our gripes. Dave, I want to hear you. I want to hear you gripe too. about some shit. Send that gripe timer. I mean, I wanna I, I wanna gripe about Houdini, the 3D rendering software. Alright, So I, I I use Houdini to create our starting show graphics and stuff. We have that thing built, which changes the poster every week. So Houdini recently updated to version 19.5. Mm-hmm. And version 19.5 doesn't work on pre-2017 MacBook Pros, which is right at the range I'm sitting at. And I recently went through, like, had no warning and updated my uh, my Mac to Ventura. Everything worked perfectly, except I now can't open Houdini. The And I have not, because I'm stuck on 19. So Houdini 19 doesn't work on the Mac. And Houdini 19.5 doesn't work on the Mac I have. They've literally just phased out every fucking computer that's older than, like, five years. And I fucking resent that, dude. I'm going to Maya. There's other software. I'm canceling Dave. my license and I'm going the other way. Dave, it's not like you do this for a living or anything, too. <laughs> Compelling gripe from my co-host, Dave Green. Extremely technical. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> technical. <laughs> I have a gripe. Hit the this timer. Is, they've, literally, they've literally just phased me out. This is I the episode where we're trying, to get, we're trying to get new subscribers here, and Dave goes after Resolve. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's... <laughs> and that Resolve. Houdini, sorry. John, go. What the fuck, Planet Earth? This is the coldest <laughs> Christmas of all time, dude. I have I am back on the East Coast, but I'm down in North Carolina. It is fucking freezing. Every single day has been below freezing. Some of them have gotten down into single digits. It's just I don't have memories of this being a kid. It, I don't know what it's like in New York. I think the whole East Coast is just I'm, getting fucking pummeled with cold weather. What the hell is going on? I'm pretty sure Planet Earth is going, yeah, that's right, you fucking parasite. Guys, <laughs> almighty. Did you did you know that? Did you know that 90%? This is my gripe. Can we just, I'll just keep, keep it, keep it, keep it going, keep going. You're only going to have 20 seconds. <laughs> Did you know that Southwest Airlines is responsible for 90% of the flight cancellations? The, the stewardesses <laughs> are in hotels and aren't getting the news of when their new flights are because their manpower and their infrastructure is so fucked up that they literally, there are, there they have planes ready to go and their staff doesn't hear about when the flights are, so they have to cancel the new flights. It is so shitty. I thought it was collusion among the big airlines. It's actually, <clears throat> Southwest is actually fucked, so. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> American Airlines. I rode on one of your larger planes, and I swear to God, you stood by your word. You added a fucking row into the cabin. It was the worst flight of my entire life. There were like 12 across. Nobody could move. Nobody could do anything. It was fucking awful. They did it. They're doing it. It's really uncomfortable. I don't like it. That's 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 my additional. Dude, there are, there's a whole feed on TikTok that has um, like Spirit Airlines flying, 
and they've dubbed over what the pilot's saying and some of them are fucking hilarious. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we're coming in. Uh, everyone probably should have done their research because we're about to try and land on the shortest runway in the world. So we'll be touching down on the ground or the water anytime soon. Good luck, everyone. Anytime. And shit like, like that. Yeah, like there's all these different like pilot stuff they've, they've put over it because they're just so bad. From spirit, though. Yeah. yeah right, this is for all the airlines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. All right, let's segue back into our end of year best movies of 2020. Dave, can you please get John? What is this? You have something to say? I was saying, I think we you should put your put hands up like you're Trump. Are there any? What, do you see John's hands right now are Trump at a press conference? Do you see it? You guys, you got to get on our YouTube channel and watch this. All right, go ahead. I thought we should just say, are, are there any lists? That I, I kind of want to say was, the ones that, that was, I haven't seen. That was Trump Did conducting I, the McDonald's theme. I, I guess I want to give an <laughs> ultimate preface by saying, this was an incredible year of yes. movies. We have yeah. said oh, yeah. that all year, and it has really been all year. And our, our list is going to organically take us into uh, every quarter, every month, probably. It's just been really, really, really fascinating that we've had at least one, if not all, for every week there's been something worth seeing. Much less, I had trouble making a list of 10. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, it could have been five to fifteen. There was there's so many great movies. So are we are we revealing that, are we revealing individual lists or are we just doing the twenty? No, I what's going to happen? I'll you, tell you in a second. Let me tell you the ones that I haven't seen, just in case people and I, if you guys want to throw into these, just very quickly, the ones that I feel like people talked about or my co-host talked about that I was just not here for, and probably should have been on my list or could have existed somewhere. Very quickly. The Woman King, Bones and All, Petite Maman, 3,000 Years of Longing, After Yang, The Menu, Till, Decision to Leave, All is Quiet on the Western Front, and Triangle of Sadness. Those are wonderful movies from everybody that I respect. People have been enjoying all of them, and I didn't see any of them, and I just listed like eight or nine. Like, that's that's crazy. This yeah. is such a good year. The good, I mean, the good news is, like, that you didn't sad, see? sad they're out of the cinema now, but a lot of these are hitting streaming. I've, noticed, like, I've been going through a lot of the stuff that we covered earlier in the year with my wife on streaming now, and she's loving mm-hmm. them. Yeah. She like year. Black Adam. Oh, yeah, you said that last year. Um, I'm going to bring... That's the you're second, right, you're right John. the first mention of Therese enjoying the rock and spandex. I'm going to bring <laughs> it up again. It. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. a given. Other movies... Woman King was definitely high on my list. Out of the So some of the movies you've listed are on our list, John, because Dave and I either covered us, covered it without you or et cetera. But Decision to Leave, Petite Mama, um, you said... I think After Sun is another one. That's the Paul Mescal movie with the young father and daughter. That's one that's high on people's lists that I'm very excited to see that we didn't get to yet. Uh, obviously, Babylon's coming up. Um, I forget. Yeah. There's one. There's another one that you said that we hadn't yeah. seen yet. And I feel, we just, I feel we like we should, to, we should clarify. Like these aren't what we consider the best movies of the year. They're just the ones that resonated the most with us personally. If you look in our top ten and you see those movies and you haven't seen them yet, and you're sitting there going, "What?" to see what do you what do i watch i don't know what's what's there's mm. so many movies that came out this year but like i'm not gonna watch 50 movies so what do i watch i think our top 10 is a pretty good list or our top 20 is a pretty are, good list. do you guys did you uh, we don't need to get in the weeds here but yeah dave you just made that comment did you guys have like a point system in your head were you thinking about rewatchability? was it just singular what was that one viewing experience like because i kept asking myself the one through five was easier for me. I think it was just like, what did I respond to the most? But then I was starting to have, you know, to struggle after that. And I was thinking about those things like, which one am I, I going to go back well, to? I gave, this I gave, them, all, I gave them all film, X's. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the mysterious X rating. All right, you know what? Fuck me. Let's gut, just do it. Gut, just, gut, no. gut feeling. And I'll say like this. 
Glass Onion was one of the best theatrical experiences I've had in years. People were applauding in the theater. I saw this in the theater. For those of you who know, it came out for a week. Thank you, Dave, for saying, hey, this is out of the theaters in a day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I ran to see it with my friend Carl. And I mean, it was so fun. People were applauding. And then I watched it at home with my family and no disrespect to them, but it's just a different experience. So it wasn't exactly like getting applauses at home. So I took it yeah. off my list. I took it off my list. It would have been on my list, but I, I know what it's like at home. And... That, you know what? That's that's on Netflix and Ryan Johnson. If it was just a theatrical release, it might have been on all three of our lists. But because it's a wow. Netflix drop, then it's off the list. Sorry, because mm-hmm. uh, then I could see some cracks and I could. See, it just doesn't land the same way, you know. So who knows? It's tricky, but it's, you, it's, it's just a gut feeling. If that's not an argument for cinema, like putting these things yeah. in the cinema, what is? Dave, you sent yeah. us our, our most streamed YouTube clips. So the last thing I'll do before I tell you the surprises, and then we get into our list. The surprises meaning the ones that didn't make our list that I thought were surprising. Dave, what um, how did our YouTube do? What, what were the movies that people were drawn to on our YouTube channel? I mean, you set this to me. it's it's not that hard to pick. Like Elvis was definitely one of the ones. Um, we got over a thousand views on that one on YouTube. Uh, and of course the, the top two, I, I actually sent you the list in a text message and I'm scared to open it in case everything stops recording on my end, but, uh, <laughs> well, you, well, you, well, you know what number one was. So number, yeah. th- number three was, um, the great escape, which was not a film yeah. that came out this year. Memories of murder. You should go back and watch, but for this movie, nope, tar fucking Samaritan, uh, 3000 years of longing, Samaritan. the whale. These were, and our, most listen- these were our most watched episodes that we recorded. Funny, so we're doing a top 10 of us. Everything is right, nothing is topped. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's still going, it's 3,119 and counting. I'm still like it's still going, it's still showing up in the monthly stats. People are still watching it. Other surprises that didn't make any of our lists. Um, John, you mentioned a couple of them, but then also Avatar. Of course, the new Avatar movie we spoke highly of. Armageddon Time was another one we spoke highly of. Mm. Um, Crimes of the Future, Dave and I saw. We really liked. Shout out to Matt and Mark. They love that too. Did not make our, our list. We haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front. That's a new Netflix movie that just came out. Pinocchio just came out. So, you know, like, I, I don't even know if those would be on our list. But everything's coming out now. So it's like, it's impossible I've the, to... I've seen the effects reel for All Quiet on the Western Front. That's impressive. All right. Crazy and then, on John, you gave us your 11 to 15 which was both a tiebreaker vote and the other one was the Empire of Light. You put it number 15, Empire of Light, Sam Mendes, Olivia Coleman. We talked about that recently. Wait, you went to 15? Well, I, I, I put it, come on. I put it in our chat. I was like, if you want to give me a couple more to see if there's, t- you know, whatever. It doesn't fucking there's matter. Are you ready? in those hills, Dave. 11 All right. 15. <laughs> so here's, I, I was, I'm sitting there brutally cutting it down to 10. I cried. So here's how, I'm going to go from number 12. <laughs> Guys, are you ready? Are you ready? I wish I had a fucking fanfare right now for our... Ba, 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 ba. So we're starting... Yeah, we have a drum roll. <laughs> All right, people, it is now time for our top 20 films of the year in the most bullshit, ridiculous way possible. But I'm telling you, this is a good list. It's a great list. Great I'm going to start at number 20, and I'm going to go towards number one so just like our podcasts the smaller films that we like and are rooting for are going to get the most screen time if you go to our youtube channel and look at my shitty child artwork that i put on a collegiate level five dollar white board dude that's how you send text messages on a cruise ship that's like yeah that's that's also what which college, college is like too okay so number 20 as you look here, if you look off to the to the right, you can see it actually yeah, how scored. How are you going to reveal this? How are you it gonna, actually yeah, scored. No, I, 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 it's going to be easy. Watch. So number twenty Wait, actually. Did you, has, do, did you do arts and crafts? Do these pull off? 
Yeah, is that permanent off. marker underneath erasable marker? I, pr I promise you this is going to be fine. You just, just, okay, just watch, okay, right? Okay. So number 20 actually receives zero points, but both John and I put it as our number Jeff, 11 movie. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you so much. My brother and sister-in-law got me this Back to the Future shirt when they went to Universal. That's great. With my mom and my niece recently. So shout out. Dana That's Fallon. Great. Yeah. And what'd you get for Christmas? And Remy. What did you Guys, stop. No, no, we have to get into our list. <laughs> <laughs> they also got me the, the book of the, the food in movies. So you can like the recipe so you can get Ray Liotta's pasta and Goodfellas. I, yeah, I wanna I wanna look at that. Okay, did we'll they get it? Did they get it straight from like the people that made it in the movie? Because sometimes that food is not. No, food. no, no, no. Okay, cool. Um also it's not a book club. So here we go. So number 20 with zero this points. Book literally but, sitting behind you. Number 11. <laughs> I got five books for Christmas. Number 20 is, are you ready? Yeah. The <laughs> Batman. Hey. John and I both put this as the number 11 movie of our year. What do you, what do you guys have to say, have nice. to say something about Batman? John, you, you know what? This you is one of list. those where I was, I was grateful that you had made our letterbox. Obviously, there's, there's ways we could go back otherwise, but... It's kind of just flipping through. And like I said, there were a lot of movies in the early quarters that really took people by surprise. And this one was not a movie that we should have forgotten necessarily. It made a quite a big splash with, with commercial success and reviews. Mm. Uh, but I still think there's a strong argument that it stands alone within the giant Batman franchise. But I had kind of forgotten about it. And then when I was looking over the list today, just again, you know, like 10th, 11th, 12th, 14th, time just to see all right is this really what i'm going to put forward i kind of went back through the letterbox and i had told i was like dude fuck i should probably put it on there somewhere i don't think it's going to be in my top 10 ever for this year i, I think i feel good about my decision but it has to be mentioned that was just yeah. uh if that had come out in any off year it would have been a top 10 movie mm. for sure it was it was yeah. really well done do you want to do you want to spoil now where i put it in my top 10 you didn't put it in your top 10 that's exactly what, uh, Dave, and, okay. and I'm curious, did you forget about it or did you choose no, not to? I chose not you to. All right. All right. All right. So, All right. Dave, Dave we're, trying to keep, we're trying to keep it positive here. Something. No, it was, it, was a, it was a hard choice. I know it's a hard choice. So, okay. You know what I was I, thinking I about the other day? I, I was cried, talking with man. somebody about mixing in uh, IMAX theaters, and I remembered when that fucking, I was thinking about the screech when the Batmobile turns on uh-huh and you hear it burning yeah. rubber before he releases the gear and puts it in and just how they brought everything into the low lfe at the, oh god it was i mentioned the yeah, you're, like, you're like oh fuck there's actually a comment on one on our youtube for that episode they're like dude i'm now scared of the batmobile yeah honestly so, fucking yeah. haunting um, dude I, two great upside down shots of the year. Number one is when the when the when the penguin is when the penguin is upside down looking at the Batman in the flame, and he's upside down because he's he's the car course, is totaled. Yeah. Yeah, and classic. then and then the Avatar upside down, which we talked about last week, which is just fucking wild. Yeah, Those brilliant. two great yeah. upside totally down shots. Kind of upside down. Okay, so we're gonna go to nineteen. So from now on, here's how everybody's about superlatives like that. Yeah, on the on the go. They come, it's it's not it's the structure is there so that we can be loose. But have something to go back to. Are Wait, we live anywhere say, right now? Does, no, no, we're not. We should have been. We should have done this live. Remember, we, remember we tried to be on Clubhouse live? <laughs> and yeah, nobody watched. It, it was all listened. Yeah, nobody it, listened. Well, yeah. Yeah. Book and let's See, that's, some, that's know, the thing. Live, does, live doesn't too. work with us because pausing for questions when we're doing this kind of sucks. So, yeah. I've had like, two friends I, listen to our episode afterwards. recently 
And they asked me, they were like, you guys edit that, right? Or do you just, I was like, no, we don't edit. They edit? Like, just do they to listen to us? each other the whole time? <laughs> yes. Dude, this is nonstop. Yes, dude. we, we do. don't edit. We don't research. We're, That's yeah. why the YouTube's great, because everybody else listens on 1.25 or 1.5, and they hear us, and it's like, it's like. Nobody does that except for you and your brother, Jeff. You don't you don't realize that? Nobody mm. else does that except for you two, dude. What fuck did you I get buzzed for? I didn't get the fuck out of here, both of you guys. So from now on, here's how this works. Damn. The next, actually, the next like seven movies are all only on one list, but we're all oh going to get a chance we're, to talk we're about 19, it. We're on 19, right? So what I'm going to do is, yes, what I'm going to do have, is. Have you revealed cool. it? Because I can't see it. Can you chill the fuck out? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. So what I'm going to do is whoever rated it the highest gets to go first in their, com- oh, cool. in their discussion. Also, that comes up when it comes to tiebreakers. So if there's ever a tiebreak, whichever movie is on the most lists gets it instead of the one person who put it really high on their list. That was the tiebreaker, all right? Also, for, so, everyone, for everyone on YouTube, I just idea. checked, and yes, it's on his camera, but the cutoff for the YouTube video erases number 20 because he didn't quite oh, no. get it high enough. The YouTube so. doesn't... Oh, well, whatever. Fuck it. What's the aspect ratio of a YouTube video? All right, so we're going now to number 19. Our number, I'm, I'm going to rip this fucking board apart here. Number 19 Degrass. movie of our year is Lightning. Prey. That was on my list. Guys, Prey was so fucking good. It's the oh, Predator yeah. prequel. It's the Predator that, prequel. That's one we didn't talk about and should have. Guys, I had to look up to see if it came out this year, and it came out in August. Yeah. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about it. I, I raved about that for months and then sat down the second it was out and watched this it. Is, like, this is what I'm talking about with our list. It's yeah. okay that it's not on your list. It's represented on here, and we're going to move on because I have a feeling you would put it between How is 11 it and 20. Bu- I, am, I am buzzing myself <clears> for leaving that it's off because that's a phenomenal so movie. I put it as my 10th favorite movie of the year, which gave it your one tenth? point. You put it as your 10th. Wow. Yeah, I liked it better than these other movies. What do you want from me? It was really good. No, no, no. It's a, it's a good. It's it, honestly, it was very entertaining. You, this is going. not the, this is not the point of the episode to judge our fucking list. You buzz, who else buzzed him? Is that you, Dave? Yep. Everybody, speak highly. Dave put some shit on his list that I'm surprised about. And you know what, John? You put some shit on your fucking list that we're surprised about too. So just be happy I'm that it's represented for on the us list. To yell at each other. Yeah. The it's number great. number eighteen. <laughs> Which is only represented on guys. number 18. So is which is only that marker under erasable marker? Is no, I put a label on top of a label. Oh, wow, you good. really went to Crafty Town. Number 18 is Bullet like Train. John, you put it at number 10 on your list, and none of us put it on our list, and yet we're not going to give you shit about it. We're just going to let you talk, and we're going to talk about how it's a good movie. I rewatched that like, last Gee, week. I can't believe you put it so high on your list, dick. I rewatched it this last week. One That's one of the ones we watched. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those where I was very clearly thinking, in terms of rewatchability and all of my six yeah. through 15 list, I'll probably watch that movie like six to 10 more times in my life. And it just, you know, it was very entertaining. It's not the most brilliant piece of cinema you've ever seen, but it was, it was really entertaining. And it is fun really to show people from this year. It's fun to get yeah, your friends Elizabeth together and watch. Family, yeah. Like while we were, like, people are watching it. People are watching it at home. Yeah. You know yeah, what else matters too, which I think we'll, we'll see this later in the list. Pretty good. When he puts yeah. his hair up, he looks, the man looks pretty good. You know what, what else? What did you buzz me for in 2022? when we're all about uh, <laughs> sexual expression. What did you? What was that for? Take that, Jeff. John, we're rescinding that buzz. <laughs> uh, Say it out loud. I want a record of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your sarcasm. It's going to come up later. This movie did exactly what it wanted to do, and it deserves credit for that. That's mm. it, it did exactly right. All the critics were like, you know, uh, and it's like, shut the fuck up. It knew what it was, and it did what it wanted to do. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. It's really exactly fun. what it and, wanted to do. And it was awesome in Dolby Cinema. 
IMAX. It was fucking fantastic. Oh wait, I, well. yeah, fuck yeah, I saw it at IMAX. That's right. I can't really remember that. Look at that, yeah. guys. We love we love it drinking beer and talking about movies. That's what she said. Okay, so number seventeen <laughs> on our list. What? The outfit. Ah. Dave, oh. number 10 on your I feel like number 10 on all our lists were like, which movie do we want to sh- say out loud? Dave, the outfit number 10. Talk to us. This is on Paramount Plus. We should be doing that too. Um, no, is it, is it, it's, no, on Peacock. Peacock. it's on Peacock. Yeah, one Peacock. Of the, one the, of the, one, P's. the one fucking streaming service I don't pay for. Um, but you yeah, it's, I. I <laughs> You can't do that. That's illegal. Netflix is cracking down on that next year. Um, Fuck. Yeah. So the outfit for me was that was a that was a great film in that like one Mark Rylance. What what happened? <laughs> Choked. Yeah. Good. Uh, I um, love Mark yeah. Rylance. On no, this it's podcast. Mark Rylance. Um, but Mark Rylance doing a character that like normally does like the quirky stuff or that sort of thing. This guy was. Like, it was a totally different character for him, and the tension just built through the movie. I loved it. I walked out of there. I came home and talked about it a lot. I think that was my benchmark, really, how much I talked about it when I got home. That's Because a lot lot of these times I don't, like, because, you know, my wife's not really comfy going to the theaters still. So, like... I go and see this by myself, and then I come home. Does and if she I'm, know what The Rock's bulge looks like in IMAX? In <laughs> she, did, she does not. Her, she, her life is lacking for it. But uh, it's, it's not as good as Nemo's. But uh, did you see that story? Did you see that story from fucking no. Wakanda Forever? Give, Apparently there was, there was someone hired to paint his bulge down. Because it was, it was too control. big on the side shots, yeah. It was out of control. And it's he, like an someone, someone, maniac someone, when they someone got Willem Dafoe yeah. naked, and they were like, "This isn't going to work." This is. So, was that Nympho? Yeah. I thought it was Platoon. I thought it was Platoon. No, it's Nympho maniac. But somebody, Lars somebody was like, like, we got to get a fake penis in here. Keep going. Dave. <laughs> we need a fake penis to make it smaller. When was the last time that has been ever said on cinema? <laughs> <laughs> You knew that in post. Mark Wahlberg, um, we gotta tone that down. Like what was you know what uh, I mean? John like, Ham for every episode of Mad Men, they were like, John, can you please wear some underwear? Can you <laughs> getting out of this is getting out of the, control? Guys, what do the NDAs look like when your job sake. Dave, if you're the if you Dave, Dave, if you were hired to do visual effects and all you had to do is make those pants look like that's a thigh and not a cock, can you imagine what the NDA looks like? I've like, had what, to do what the is, opposite. I've had what? to um, cock? It, no, it was oh, the opposite. It was, it was a girl wearing a g-string, but I had to paint the g-string out and make it look like she was naked. There is an entire department of yeah. the FCC that is dedicated to looking at bulges and just. Um, yeah, and this what? this apparently was a fifteen um, on the on the Richter scale, so they had to like paint it down a little bit. And he they, they released it on Twitter a fifteen and, on the Richter and he, scale. <laughs> And he jokingly suggested the, the one that was painted still. down was, oh, my God. <laughs> How did this come from I the outfit? We were I talking about the Rylance. fucking outfit. We've gone, we've gone into Mark full Rylance. Matt, we got into full Mark and Mark mode. Mark could cut a nice suit around that bulge. We're talking about the outfit, folks. The other day I was thinking about the final moment. Mark Rylance is going to be like, sleeves. oh, the outfit's on a list. And then he's going to listen to us talk about this. And this is the conversation that we have. Mark Rylance is not going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> we love him, we we love him more than anybody else. I think we love 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 Mark Rylance. We talk I, about him all the time. I should have got a, a, a present right here, a face of Mark. I Rylance. am. We are obsessed. He's at, he's at our Daniel Day Lewis level. But I was thinking the other day. I was talking the other day about 
when he rolls Mark Rylance is not going to retire, so he might... Uh... And reveals the tattoos, but he's like, you know, I yeah. used to have another job. Like, God almighty. That movie... I'm I mean, there had to be something. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. And again, the reason it's so surprising is because it's not something I would normally enjoy. Like, or something I would enjoy to see. I want to say that too about this year. I don't think I've heard you... you we have all had wonderful moments throughout the... <laughs> entire storyline of this show from beginning to end starting in march fucking 2020 where we have surprised ourselves with things that we liked more than we thought we would but dave i don't think i've heard you say that more than any time this year yeah and I, it's that was yeah. one of the movies where you said like i didn't know about this going in mm. and i can't stop talking about it i can't stop thinking about it yep blah, thanks blah, blah, marvel so. phase four <laughs> yeah wait yeah, yeah, yeah marvel yeah. phase four what a dramatic conclusion of that phase um okay so bringing it back to earth here <laughs> oh it's finished <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's Hopeful. so re, I think you know what else we should do and I'm, I didn't write these down I, I was too busy doing arts and crafts wait are you is Bob Iger the dramatic conclusion you're talking about <laughs> he comes back in and you know what fine, Marvel, it's Bob Iger Marvel take a bow this is for you you've done enough yeah. you like, can wrap it up Marvel dude, we don't the, the, after, the after credit scene for Wakanda Forever should have been the rehiring of Bob Iger <laughs> that's really good <laughs> it's really, but it's good um, I'm gonna see He's if I can remember this stuff. The Batman is on definitely on HBO Max. I know because I rewatched it. This is a three-hour movie that I rewatched. So obviously, this movie's good. Mm. Pre- Prey is on Amazon Prime. Bullet yeah. Train, I think, is on HBO Max, and The Outfit yeah, is isn't on. Isn't Prey on Hulu? Prey's on Hulu. Prey's on Hulu. Oh, okay. It was one of the green ones. Is, is Amazon yeah. Prime green? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no, it's, it's one blue. of the like blue. <laughs> I just, just, just buzz me, motherfucker. So motherfucker. Move on. You're my boy, <laughs> blue. You're my boy. John, how much did you drink before this episode? Okay, so we're going now uh, to number three cocktails. Jesus Christ. What the <laughs> fuck? No wonder you don't know the premise of this. Okay. God, it's like a Halloween episode all over again. Number 16. Well, listen to that if you want to hear some carnage. I threw now, up immediately guys, after that episode. <laughs> guys. Guys. Number yes. 16 has two points. Which Does means it, points? it was two people's number 10s, right? No. Do, you, do your math, man. We've already gone through all of our number 10s. Or one person's number nine. Or two people's number 10s. And Dave has already had a number 10, so it could be you and I, right? We... It's one person's number. N- <laughs> Can you just? I don't know, Matt. I'm, ge- I'm gonna have to put chapters in when we get to the actual Tar. numbers. Tar, Tar is number Tar. sixteen. You two left Tar off your list. I put Tar on the list because it is brilliant. I Tar say- was on my list, and then I took it off. Jesus. Okay, so it's I think number twelve on my list. It- it's high on the list, Kate. Kate versus Michelle Yeoh is the best story of the year. It's it's like who's gonna win? I hope Michelle Yeoh wins because it would be her first. But Kate is brilliant. It's really tricky. It's a brilliant movie, but entertainment value is a little. Is, it matters more for me. I don't plan on rewatching this. I don't know who I'm gonna recommend nah. it to. So I put it on at number nine for that reason. But but it is brilliant. So I, I want everybody to see it. It's just I don't know how to sell it. You know what I mean? So it's like. I know it's not about selling a movie, but it's like I really want to talk about movies and I want people to have seen Tar, but I also don't want to. F- make people watch it i'm in a weird spot so i put it yeah, number nine it's, it's the character study you... that we were promised with joker no because this is so <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ i i jeff i know what you mean dude that's the why movies, i didn't make my list that's the why movies I didn't make my list dude but the movie's brilliant so it's gonna it be is, higher on other is. people's lists than yeah, ours well, so I'm, I'm glad that it's represented yeah. on ours i mean i have noticed that it's picking up steam now thankfully because it, it wasn't when it first came out it wasn't doing well and then well, it, this now, is their dream right it comes out early-ish for oscar season and then it picks up steam you know heading into january yeah. that would be great. i mean yeah there's nothing wrong with that film it's brilliant but this was hard 
positive movie podcast. Dave, I don't know if you ever actually saw this movie, but John put it. Oh no, I knew this was gonna happen. This is the first one. Let's see if what's, I can. What's happened? Let's see if I can salvage it. Yes, I did. John, men with two, three points. It was your number seven movie of the year. John's number seven movie of the year is men. Was it my number seven? I thought it was my number six. John, it is your number eight movie of the year. <laughs> no, it is. is. It really it's, actually, it's actually number eight. You demoted it because he questioned you? Damn, Is it really dude. my number eight? Wow. Yes. Oh, you, I, yes, I, you're right. I adjusted. Sorry, I have like three lists. I'm like, Ooh, he okay, lowered it. Okay. I love I this. This glad, movie's fun. I am glad, glad, glad that I get to throw this into my top ten. And again, there were movies like Tar and stuff that could have, I could, maybe I could have switched it with this, but I'm a huge Alex Garland fan. And this is the kind of movie that totally just goes under the radar. And it's the kind of movie that I'll probably rewatch, you know, several times throughout my lifetime. And uh, I just thought it was it's a movie that when I think about it, it makes me feel exactly how I felt in the theater. And that's one cool. idea of like when, oh, I, cool. when I think about, you know, when I'm yeah. remembering. What I I'm still haven't about, watched that, actually. I need to get on very that. disturbing. It's very beautiful. I mean, I love very, Alex Allen as well. So and I, really I saw the trailer. Up, but gorgeous. I was I was I would have been bummed if I missed it, if I wasn't, you know, walking through the oldest rainforest on the planet, sending you guys photos of dick trees and stuff like that. Yeah, so. no, no, you did well. You yeah. did well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Dave is too busy looking at dick trees to see men. Yeah. Dave is in Australia when John and I saw this. I loved it. I really, yeah. really do. It's, that, was, um, that was that episode where I sent you all the instructions on how to make the episode exactly like we normally do, and you ignored it. And I ignored it, you, yeah. yeah um, ignored it completely. I, I actually <laughs> didn't ignore it completely. I only ignored it halfway, and um, oh, I that sounds Men That was sounds great. really hard, yeah. Men was great. Um, I use the word allegory a lot because that's definitely the kind of movie where some people are going to watch and go, what the fuck, what? And it's like, just just don't watch it like other movies hopefully our hopefully the language of movies is turning into just you can't compare it to other movies so just slowly start to peel away the layers and it's another mm. one last thing i'll say which about is it, sad because that's how a lot of movies get pitched it's like this meets this it's another one of those yeah, things but- where like um dario sargento uh i think alex garland is going to end up being a filmmaker like that that like is kind of frozen in time for their style of that's the what he wants he, he wants the movies. markability of dario sargento that's for sure <laughs> no, i mean come on i feel like you you look back people are into horror into those kinds of movies are going to be able to like look back at his mm. canon and just see that like this fits into his canon but mm-hmm. i also understand why it wasn't enormously commercially successful yeah. But it works within his canon. It's worth watching multiple times. It's really good. It's like Alice doesn't live here anymore, where it's like that movie's been seen a shit ton in the past 40 years, but never was it like, you know. Right. Okay, anyway. Okay. Uh, We're still in movies that are only appearing on one list. Number 14 was only on... I, man, I, I put the I, I put the wrong thing down, but I believe this was actually only on John's list, even though I know we all loved it. So, John, you get first dibs at talking about. Let's see if I fuck this one up too. What? You're the only well. one that put this on going well. the Phantom of the Open. All right, all right, Dave, you had your Mark Rylance. This was my Mark Rylance for yeah, the year. I was thinking I can understand I was like, it's that. either going to be yeah. It, I gave it. I think it's my number ten. I believe. I this right. was one it's of the number seven. This was one of the ones. This was one of the ones that brought me to tears. Yes. Like I was this, like, I need to include this. But did you did you change your list after you emailed it to me? This is Honestly, your number seven, dude. Now I'm like nervous that it is my number seven. I'm looking at the right list now. Jesus, oh, everything Christ. else. You made me fucking You're nervous. Fucking it up. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, go ahead. I, I. I just I rewatchability. I do think I'll rewatch this. I I, I laughed I as well I as was it. emotionally moved. People are showing their families. People I know are going home and showing it to their their families who like golf or who just want to have a good yeah. emotional, sweet, heartwarming journey. It's so touching. I don't think I think I'm also going to underestimate in the years that pass between my rewatches 
the creativity of the style, the, the, what they do with like his fantasies and his dreams and stuff. Like yeah. I'm just thinking about how it made me feel. But there's a lot of really interesting filmmaking going on. Mm. Um, yeah. I just I thought it was so moving. So Deadly moving. accurate so with my forward. Deadly I, accurate with my forward. I want to say the only hell. the only reason this <laughs> wasn't that's, that's what the best was. <laughs> I want to say that drive. <laughs> The only the only reason this that was great. The only reason this wasn't in my top ten, I think, is because I've sort of played that sort of character before. So I I sure. went for the outfit where I hadn't seen him do that before, and it really resonated. I fucking. Well, I'm glad that we we got movie. two of his his great performances this year on there. Maybe there's another one from you too, which I did not see. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. Men and Phantom of the Open are only available to rent right now. Um, I mean, right, uh, so give me your money. Give him your money. I have rewatched Fan of the Open and it, it, it does play differently at home, but it's just so, it's so, it's great. It's really, really great. I love it. I mean, everything it. plays differently at home when you're full, like, you've got a whole family in the room. There's going to be distractions. Yeah. There's going to be some people who talk during the movie. Oh, wait, no, that's like normal. Guys, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here, here we go. We're, we're starting to get into some now heavy hitters. Some, some are still going to be some little, little movies that could, but this is a heavy hitter that. Some people could put really high on their list and other people could put not on their list, which is why I think our list is fucking awesome. I think this is such a goddamn good list. Our that list we came is up awesome. Hashtag. Yeah. Our list is awesome. I'll put, we'll put that in the, uh, in the description. Dave, Wait, where, this might... where are you going? What do you what, don't, don't go out of order. You look like you were going to pull one of the ones on the 10 list. No, That's what no, she no, said. He would Dave. never do that. He's been thinking about this. I've been planning ahead. That's why Dave, I got this. Jeff, what are, what are the recipes that are in that cookbook? I kind of want you to whip it out. <laughs> Dave, Dave, John, you can't just shout on our podcast. I'm kind of hoping you'd whip it out. Uh, <laughs> no, this is the podcast where you can. I put the explicit <laughs> thing on because I teach children. I don't want them to, you know, stumble upon this. But <laughs> yeah. Teach children. Dave. It's the best way to get the kids Dave, to listen. Dave's, Dave's number six oh, only appeared Dave's on his six. list. It did not appear on mine or John's list. And it is nope. Dave, take Whoa, it away. Oh, hey, cool. Nice, dude. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think I love this on several reasons, like for several reasons, because of the, like, the... See, I, IMAX or Dolby Cinema? I I saw that one in... No, I saw it in IMAX. Okay. It's um, fucking awesome in IMAX. Yeah, yeah. When, when that thing went full creature mode, I was like, fuck, that's a lot, but also it's huge. Um, the one nine in IMAX is worth seeing in IMAX. Yeah, but also, like, the sound mix was phenomenal. Um the day for night shit where they used infrared that whole you know that yeah. whole movie was shot in daylight right none of it was shot at night I did not get know the that. fuck That's out they used crazy. infrared cameras to the match the day sequence for night is the best sequence of the movie yeah the nighttime sequence where he's looking up the sky it was shot in daytime using infrared wow. and they used the infrared wow. for the day for night Hoyte um, von Hoytemar shot that yeah right? <laughs> nice. I, I believe so wait, yes wait what's I, I'm I sorry so, I missed, what was his name Hoyte van Hoytemar Nice. Chris Nolan's IMAX guy. He shot all of the... Yeah, because they, they had IMAX cameras in play for a lot of it. But yeah, they also they were also using infrared. And so the whole thing was like day for night. I, I think the only wow. thing that was actually nighttime shot was the house when it was getting hammered with... Oh, stuff. that was such a good that, shot. I think that's my favorite shot in the movie. Yeah, like yeah. that was the scariest. But yeah, the, uh, everything else was like day for night. No, for me, for um, me so it was yeah, when... For, like the sheer technical achievement behind it. But oh yeah, dude, that was fucking brutal. That hurt. It looked like it hurt. Buried the blob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was um, talking about this recently. I was yeah, so dissettling. It was, just but like it, it's unsettling. I can't talk. Dissettling. It, it was like <laughs> buzz, buzz me, baby, buzz me. I just watched Glass Onion for the second time in a row. Let's go. All the made, made, yeah. made it work. Like I could, I could rave about it for hours. I can't because we're already forty-three minutes in. But uh, 
yeah it, great time. it was like like just the fact of the technical achievement the fact that it was a fucking good movie um yeah he turned like an an alien movie on its head um so she said it's not what she's well just, the, the, i mean stephen king is famous for saying the best thing to do is like the bit the scariest thing to do is to have no explanation and not show the monster like and so you know until you know the what? last minute and like that way it works for Claude <laughs> field it worked for this you know what i wish you did john why is it i want you to drink so i want, I want to buzz you why is this not in your top 10 uh we talked about it i feel like we were all very clear i did respect this movie a lot but when he does finally reveal and the thing begins to i don't want to give i guess spoiler alerts are we doing that it turns into what it actually is and that whole sequence they, for me didn't work when it kind I of I wish they never showed the monster. Me too. Yeah. I was really, really invigorated by. I mean, a lot I'll of agree. It I, I, again, I, I think I agreed with you on the show. Yeah, we were talking I, about. I agree with that, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it they they managed to get that whole. It's like you're not going to beat this. Like I and, felt and hopeless at that point. So this is one of those movies on an off year. It probably would have been a top ten. It's it's, yeah. it's still really I well think, made and very entertaining. Yeah, for me. The first two thirds of this movie are top three movie of the year, top five movie of the year. I think mm. the monkey wow. thing really worked when that finally came back around. That has, it's the best then, what the fuck opening scene ever. All of it is it was yeah. so brilliant. I love the just on the farm looking out at the vistas in the IMAX. It was it was it was great. And then as soon as the as soon as we started realizing what the creature was, I said, Okay, Jordan Peele wants to he he's doing something and I'll never know what he wants to do. And I don't even know if he really wants me to know, but he's doing what he wants to do. And I just felt the disconnect. Like I was I wasn't connected to it. Hmm. Too bad. Because I, I mean love the, the movie. thing was an allegory for man mistreating animals. Yeah, but I, it has to it has to hit me. You know what I mean? And, and, and with tune the, in yeah. to episode one thirty, whatever. For, uh, our full analysis. <laughs> on. We're a positive film. Yeah, we're a positive film <laughs> podcast. My fault. Okay, so moving on, we have. Uh, where are we at? Mm, okay, there's one more movie in this little list. Of, it's only on one people's list, and this is really high on somebody's list. I'm afraid it's my wait, number wait. one. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, so here is where we entered our three-way tie. Oh nice. shit! So I had to send nice. you two a message today, and I said, "Rank yeah. these movies." And no, no shit, we all picked a different number one, a different number two, and a different number three, which and means even they all fucking again. tied again. <laughs> so this movie is in a dead tie. So here is my tie break. This is my tie break, and it could be a, it's a it's a flawed system. The reason that this matters is that the what, what are you typing? No, no, no! Don't, 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 look to, no don't look it up! 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 The reason this matters is the winner of this is going to be our number 10. So the winner of this is actually going to be in our top 10. So ultimately, I made here, here's the decision I made. Number one, if it's only on one list, I'm sorry, but it comes in last. The other two were on two lists. So I'll start there. I'll stop there, and then I'll, I'll set up the next two. But in third place in our tie break, which was technically still tied, is Dave coming your way, the black phone comes in third place in our tiebreak because it was only on your list even though you put it at number four on number your four. list talk number to us four. that dude yeah, I, us. I grew up at the time that was made like well at the time was set i that whole fucking thing right down to chain link fences and everything resonated with me that whole really, fucking really thing well. this is not a therapy session I don't know what yeah. happened to you and yeah. we were taken by <laughs> A lot them. of shit happened to me, man. <laughs> I've seen He's some touching things, me. He's some touching stuff. me down there. You yeah. weren't there. The ghosts Jesus. were there, but you weren't there. <laughs> no, um, just like the look of it, um, the, the behavior of the characters, all that sort of thing I really related to. It scared the shit out of me, even though I knew some of those jump scares were coming. I'd seen them in the trailer. 
like it was yeah, still yeah. effective. Was, the audience that was with me had a great time. Like yeah. it was, it was one of those ones that I like. It was a film that I went in, and I don't do horror. Like we know that I'm a I'm a giant weenie. So like I went in <laughs> to this, and we got bulge giant weenie. <laughs> Dick, the Dictor skill. There's <laughs> no getting around. Fuck. <laughs> Points for anyone um, listening who can um, like find where that quote's from. But, I would love uh, <laughs> for our followers to know that like we all three raved on this movie, and then John yeah. and I, it's like nowhere near our top ten. So maybe we're full of shit. Who knows? No, the, you know, this, maybe this, everybody. Is. I mean, this was this was my top ten because I film podcast. That's that's the thing. It's uh, it's it was just a story that got me. And the performances in it, I thought were awesome. Um, everything, everything got me in this one. John, I, think anything anything I else, talked about this. I a think lot. more than anything else, you and I, and you said it already, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just second it. That it really did look very much in in the period that it was shot. Yeah, and which is kind of one of those in between periods. We're seeing more movies mm. made around that period, but it, it felt very authentic, which which did stick with me. Mm. Good stuff. I'm really glad we saw it. I Scott me too. Yeah, I forgot. The Nope is on Peacock Plus or whatever, and um, the Black Phone is now available if you have a Prime subscription. So if you have Prime, go see the Black Phone. Nice. I agree, it's it's great. Yeah, fire it's it up. My, really cool. It, it didn't make my top ten, but the I loved it. And the we po- might get yeah. some poster superlatives. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe sometimes we just see like the low budget horror movies and we just sort of pull them all together. Maybe that's why I kept off my list. But I horror had a great year, so I wanted to represent as well. So here's how I decided the next two in our tie break. So these the next two were both on two lists, and the tie break was essentially on an average of where we where it was put. So one was five and nine, and one was seven and eight. So between five Jesus and nine, Christ, it's just, math involved kids. Well, oh, so these all had seven <laughs> points, which by the way isn't a ton if we're talking ten per person. But so one had seven, and an eight, which means that it was about seven and a half. And one had five and nine, which means that it's seven is the median. So the seven and a half falls into 11th place just out of the top 10. Oh, Shit. no. Jeff's is already set. <laughs> In 11th place, falling just over there. out of the top 10 this year. A movie that's not on anybody else's fucking list. And there are pieces of shit for it because this movie's so fun. This is a guaranteed mm. movie. Hold on, you guys. You just leaned in to see what this is, and now you're delaying the amount of time it takes to Hold see it. Hold it closer to We're the camera. Doing so the whole fucking can show, dude. Can you not, can you not see it? <laughs> not, not. Yeah. Hold it close yep, when you reveal yeah, yeah, it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Number eleven, a movie that is guaranteed to make your whole family party have a nice visceral reaction to it. Hold on, the, the thing stuck. The, the the there we go. You ready? Yeah. Barbarian. Barbarian at number eleven. Who put it highest on their list? Number uh, I. Somebody put it at number five. Was that me? Somebody put it up. Did somebody put it at number five? Maybe I put Who, it at thirteen. I was so, so not you. I was. Was eight. it me? It was. I might have been you. I was eight. Oh, I put it at seven. So it's me. Um, for that reason, and this is a whole total surprise. So maybe the reason that I put this, I'm actually surprised at myself that I put this so high on <laughs> well, my list. Well, wait, wait, wait. that whole explanation you just gave was wrong. You put it at seven, and Dave put it at eight. So the average was seven and a half. No, no, no. But the, the <laughs> next, no, 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 no. It's not the next movie. The average is seven. No, no. I did this right. Okay, okay. Our okay, number, okay. our number ten. The average is uh, seven. So I actually it. put this higher. I put this at number seven, and the reason is, it's honestly, John. You were talking about rewatchability and stuff. It's so, re- this is yeah, so this rewatchable. Is very, yeah. For, for me, this is, 
for, n the number one most important thing is that I enjoyed it. I was entertained. I loved it. It, it moved me. I, I it, it was it was it done the, well. It had the best use of like negative lighting. I think I've seen the film in a long time. Like, and yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, there's some other movies that like the one theatrical experience maybe carried it above, and some other movies. I, I'm surprised that this is on my list. I went into this knowing nothing, but it it's just it, the whole thing about it was a surprise for the better. The whole yeah. even the it's, ending, it's the way it ended three was times. a surprise for the better. Every the genre swapping, the way it went back in time. I love a period piece. It like played at being a period piece for a minute, and then went right. It, the whole thing. I just I'm I'm so surprised. This is also on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, and then Dave, you put it on your list. I did. So you go next. Go ahead. You put it at number eight. I mean, Ugh. this this was one of those once again. I had fun in the theater with like we were all bunched together because everyone yeah. was like everyone had seen the trailer. They were a little fucking nervous. Dolby I, Cinema for me. Where did you see this? Dolby. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like I was expecting to literally soil that seat given what I'd seen in the trailer and they did not disappoint. Soil your seat. Like really fun. The, I mean, like I've, I said on the episode, I was, we recorded, I was like yeah. the, the, the girl in the seat next to me climbed into her boyfriend's lap. I assume it was a boyfriend. It might've been a stranger. I don't know. That That's weird. Was it your but, lap? No, it was not my <laughs> lap. She went the other way. Um, okay. But mainly because I was sitting there smiling, eating popcorn while all this shit was happening. But, uh, I was back <laughs> on, I was still on popcorn back then. Hadn't Who wants to sit in your lap when that's happened? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this this was everyone was like reacting entirely appropriately. Like when it when it was scary, it was yeah. scary. When it was creepy, it was creepy. When it got to the ridiculous shock horror stuff that we all love to watch in a group, everyone was like ah and Man, like laughing and yeah. Laughter really helps you swallow that horror pill. It when does. It's something, when something's not, scary, I have God. not watched this at home. I've not rewatched this, and I had a wonderful experience in the theater as well. And yeah. I'm curious to see how I watch this by yourself at home. Yeah, well, the only thing I can recommend is watch it at night because if you, like, I mean, they, they have put a 4K on there, obviously, but if you're watching this in the daytime, it's toast. Yeah, like, it's, you, it's you're going to lose boring. half yeah, the black, effect. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah, you got to be in a also, really dark room to watch this because that the really works. Having Bill Skarsgård be like, is he good, is he not? He's such an charming, you know, and then the J Justin Long, I just, like. Yeah. It, it cut deeper. I mean, Justin it, Long it, is it, the it fucking cut, king it, of horror in this generation. Justin Long should be on the yeah. It, this movie cuts deeper than just the popcorn fare that it that the selling the pitches. The, yeah. the fact that there is some subversion going on, like some cultural subversion, is great. And I, so, I guarantee you, Hyatt Hotel will make sure this movie stays popular forever. All right, so eleven through yeah. ten, quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, one of my students who's young is in Detroit right now for the holiday season performing in a show. Okay, cool. So 11 through 10, let me do a recap. Oh, Number oh, oh it's set in Detroit. Like, okay, we're wondering, what's, like, what's the connection there? Was a random share? <laughs> the whole thing is set in the sub in Detroit where it turns to shit. Okay. Yes. Right, where 11, is Morbius? Where, what, at what point in the top five does... <laughs> Morbius is our number 11 YouTube Mor video. Morbius was, yeah, it was. Morbius is our number 11 most watched YouTube video. Laughing okay. at you, not with you. Got it. Mainly, so mainly because it got a, a second cinema run because the entire internet invented the It's Morbin Time thing <laughs> right. and we they misinterpreted that. that as... Uh... <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, enough, enough. So oh, in, our top, in our top 10, <laughs> in our top so 10, to oh. only three movies in our top 10 were only on one person's list. So there was a pretty good consensus in the top 10 here but let me just do a recap of 20 to 11 oh, fuck you. sure they're mine <laughs> number uh one is yours one is mine and one is dave's so there you go oh, that's cool. so 20 to 11 the batman is 20 prey is 19 
18 is bullet train, 17 is the outfit, 16 is tar, 15 is men, 14 is the phantom of the open, 13 is nope, 12 is the black phone, 11 is barbarian, which I'll say again is on HBO Max. Number 10, coming in our top 10, which is the tiebreaker, which I should say was my... We're finally in the thing we said we were going to do. I feel like we... I, I need another beer. Do you guys want to take a very quick do you break? Take a, we'll just, do you want to take a break? Should we play some docile music and like sell some Carlos together? beer? together, yeah. Is that possible? I could pee and to get another beer if that's cool with you guys. Oh, yeah, you can totally you can started. totally pee. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking while you're gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, I, Johnny said, no, well, well, let's just take it. And then Dave doesn't want to edit this. He doesn't want to edit it at all. I, I no can way totally edit it. this. It's easy. Which you sure? Because I, really, I need tomorrow. to like go upstairs and like go. I actually, need, I actually need another beer anyway because this do is it. also do it. Let's, well, all right, we're gonna break. We're gonna come break. back and uh, it's not like we're live. Like who gives a fuck? We could have just not said yeah, that. Tell and put the a clubhouse there. audience where we're at. What you want to send the clubhouse on? I still have the functions here. Been a while. Fox good. Yeah. But and we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Oh my oh, God. It's it been, been so long since we that. Wow. So I should, we should also take this moment to say, you know, people are going to be, they're going to notice the professionalism of our intro and Slip the way away. we, yeah. and the way we cut to commercial breaks. And so they're going to ask us like, how do you have such a professional podcast? And I just want everybody to know, like if you're in a college beer. dorm room and you drink a lot of beer, just like press record and you got a podcast you yeah know? like that's pretty much uh, all we do. you don't need a sound engineer who does this for a living and licks the taint of corporate america for money so he can do his passion projects to edit your episodes in order <laughs> to put that's together related buzz i don't know what he just said i just wanted to fuck with him yeah we did a we're bunch back. of focus groups it's and they said nutty. this would be the most effective podcast <laughs> I can't wait to find out if we're going to split this into two different episodes, part one and part two. We shouldn't. No. We should keep it as no, one. No, we absolutely not. No. Okay, we're trying to they get our... skip ahead. Okay, great. Everyone, so here we go, everyone can, do, everyone can do double time on the treadmill. That's what she said. Okay. No, it's not. Why do I keep saying that? I, it's because I've been watching The Office. The Office is so fun to rewatch. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. I've never okay, seen so it. Okay, so we are now officially in the top 10 portion of our top 10 list. Jesus Christ. An hour and eight minutes into our... An hour and... Yes. No, I said earlier. I don't. I I don't know what the title of this is going to be. I, I thought. I, I thought I just. About it literally like says 20. our top tens of 2022. To you, That's yes, the funny but like part. I, I do the pod bean unless I didn't do the episode. So it's I, a fucking um, graphic at the start of the show, dude. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we are now in the top ten. Now here's the thing. Here's what, guys. I'm telling you right now, John. I know your 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 movie that you know. You, I don't want to give it away let's, yet, let's, but you know, for, you know for fucking sure that neither of us have seen this movie and you put it really high on your list. I also have a movie that's really high on my list that neither of you two fuckers have seen. But the truth is, they're represented on the list, so whether or not it would be a little higher or a little lower doesn't fucking matter. This is a fantastic top ten list. Everybody at home has heard of eight of these movies for sure. And we are going on. And number 10, I'm glad 10. that I won our little thing, even though it was my least favorite out of the three of them. I also wasn't a part of the episode that you guys did where you talked about it. But number 10. 10. What did I say? 10? Like I was saying, Elvis. 9 and 10 are the same. Ten. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just... Number 10 is Elvis, which was John's number five and Dave's number nine. So, John, you get to go first. Elvis, number it 10. It was my number six. Oh, my God. It was, it was John's number six movie of the year. Yes. <laughs> going well Go, folks oh you got five <laughs> it was five points because it was your number six correct yeah yeah. Uh, oh shit that fucks up my tiebreaker 
God damn it, whatever. Elvis is number 10. <laughs> Walter, okay, I'm talking. Number 10. Uh, yeah, I think this was a... Um, I still agree that I don't... I love Tom Hanks. He's a, he's a fucking national treasure. I'm obsessed with him. I don't know if... Who? Him, Tom Hanks. I don't know if him in that part was the best choice. Mm. <laughs> but Buzz Jeff. Did you just buzz yourself? Jeff buzzed himself. Um, this Can't movie, I think, is undeniably entertaining and extremely well made. I think Baz Luhrmann is at the top of his game. I think Austin Butler, who's getting a lot of mentions on stuff, did a really great job. If you have any interest in Elvis at all, I, I just cannot imagine somebody not enjoying watching this movie. It's, I don't know, it's just so entertaining. It's so fascinating. He's so good I as felt, Elvis. And I felt... And this is definitely why I went back to it. And I think Dave and I praised it a lot. But the way he made me feel in those performances um, from one, just what it feels like to be wrapped up in the mythology of an iconic musical mm. performance. And very specifically for the sexual aspect of what women were getting, what was happening to women Especially as fans of him. Knowing I don't think I've seen anybody come close to that with, with filmmaking before. It was unreal. Yeah, especially knowing as little of Elvis as I did, which is why I asked that question that got us all the hate mail on YouTube. But, you remember um, that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It's still yeah, there. We yeah, left yeah. it there. Um, yeah, sure. One guy wrote a fucking thesis. We're it was amazing. It yeah. We need that. We need it. Yeah. People, subscribe to our YouTube but, channel. No, I... John, I, John no, again, yeah, I don't we, give a shit we, how much you drank. We agreed on this, and I saw this in Dolby Cinema, and it was like I was at that fucking concert. The music mix was, yeah. like, the second best Dolby music mix I think I've ever heard. I believe it did. Scott really? Pilgrim number one still? Yep. Get your fucking dick. Guys, look at yeah, this piece of good. art I got for Christmas. Oh, nice. There's a good cool. story behind it. I'll tell you that later. It's a um, fucking spider. Reference, can you just a, reference some of the recipes? Spider. <laughs> just um, turn to the index and just let me know what they are. I just want to know what they are. Just give me a few. Every I watch now. Elvis on my own. I forget what it's on. Is it on HBO? I'm just going to assume. I just watch HBO, people, and then tell them to stop canceling shows. I think it's on HBO, right? Uh, well, it's um, Warner Brothers. They, they they need the tax. So I... I love I, I love this movie too. Tom Hanks definitely held it back a little bit, but go, you watch this movie for the you you you'll be watching Austin Butler and you'll be sitting there going, oh, it's it's Austin Butler, it's this actor doing his Elvis, and then after you watch it, you'll watch the side by side of him and Elvis. You won't even realize. I mean, you'll know he's he's El it's he's, he's Elvis, but he's not doing an impersonation at all. You don't realize. I didn't realize it until afterwards. Yeah, just how spot on he was. Because I honestly, of course, he was spot on, but like, it that wasn't the point. The point also, wasn't the gimmick. You know, like, I, dis just, I just, disagree. He just happened to be spot on. I thought he was great. I disagree with the whole world about Tom Hanks. I thought he nailed yeah. that role for what it was. Yeah, you did. You did think that. Yeah, and and that and deserves. If I'll say yeah. if there for for one other movie on this list that I think will probably be high up for all of us. Any other year, this would get my editing uh, award for the year. I thought that oh, editing was yeah. really, really, really. Dude, really there were a couple of times this, like I leaned. It's crazy. A couple of times I leaned forward in the theater and went, "Oh shit!" Well, there were like, so, yeah, I mean, so many. Yeah, there were so many montages. They were so good. <laughs> all right, so going. number ten, Elvis. Number nine surprisingly only on one list even though it's oh, fun it's a great movie but it's a great movie that well I'm, I'm happy it's very well represented on this list but thanks to dave who put it as his oh, number good. three movie of the year mm. at number nine we have oh shit it's stuck again we have the whale oh beautiful dude yeah that was, was my, my number 14 yeah 
But at number, I don't even feel like the, it, it works so well at number nine on our collective list, right? Thanks. So thank yeah. you, Dave, for doing your work and balancing it out. Dave, why is the whale number uh, three on your list? It was, again, it's it's something that affects you personally. Like if depending on what you bring to the experience, it, a movie is going to affect you differently. And this one hit me. It was like like I grew up throughout the Brendan Fraser, like yeah. Thing. To, see, to see really to see him pull out a performance like this also sadie sink like i said like she's a favorite um yeah. and yeah just like how it started how it ended it just it tugged on me i i i i, I don't know if i mentioned it on the show but like when i walked out of the theater i was glad it was raining we, nice. we all said that yeah, yeah we did say that yeah uh, my brother and one of my best friends from home they saw it recently and they both concurred. They were sobbing at the end of that yeah, movie. Yeah, because like, I, I had some caught in my fucking maybe, eye big time. It is a top three ending for me this year. The ending is perfect. Oh, yeah. It is. Hmm. It may, I mean, it could have maybe the, uh, stayed in the solid white for me for maybe five more seconds. I could have just lingered there. <laughs> All right, five seconds. Like kind of, yeah. It's a long time. Fade to white. What a surprise. Um, but no, the uh, I think just the, the ship power of it the fact that it was i was conscious that i was watching an adaptation of a play but it was still so good it affected me on such a deep level yeah that's why it's number three i was i wasn't conscious of it i i fucking love this movie and i wonder if i, I listen to a podcaster who says they should redo they should do the oscars three years after the movies come out which of course is stupid <laughs> right nobody would go nobody would care about the oscars but in three years, it's very possible that John and I both have this in our top five, I think, Absolutely. I, I, because it's yeah. like, I don't know why we didn't put it in our list. It's just like, it's just a hard year. And, and you know, comparing movies is so stupid because in, in the in truth, in three years, this movie might be like my number three favorite movie of this year. I, it's I don't even know. It's just one of those years. I think I think I literally thought to myself, other than the ending, which I think is remarkable. And we talked about in our episode. There isn't much about this movie that it's extremely cinematic compared to a lot of our other top choices. Yeah, that might that be it. If it was just renters, yeah. But, but I also thought to myself, but this is also a movie where there's this movie doesn't have a single flaw. There's yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with it. Like I listen to it's, it's so well done. Aronofsky did like a, it, it, it really does when you begin. It, it it's like you hope for the guy, and about halfway through, you realize that that no, this is gonna happen. That's like, what he wants. That's his. Yeah. That's his objective. Is that my friend yeah, told me? I, mean, I just want to. Let's, let's no, just this is the ending for a second. Live through said, it. Yeah. I said when he said. Well, I said I texted my friend today because he saw it today and he was like, "Dude, I was sobbing." And you know, he yeah. has children and and uh, I said, uh, "It's all worth it for when she starts. When he asks her to, start, she starts reading it. He stands up and walks to her, and then you know, lift off, cut to white." And my friend said, "And don't forget that shot of on the beach with her." Yeah, and I just I, I just started crying again just thinking about the <laughs> shot, his memory, that single frame, just the, the artifice of it, the, the memory of when of everything it. was perfect. So cinematic, yeah. dude. That is so cinematic. God, that's good. Yeah, I love anyway. it. I loved it. Darren Aronofsky does a well, podcast I'm, about it. I also want to point out, this I'm, is I'm glad one, it made the list. This is one movie. Yeah, this Dave. No, movie, I'm, uh, I'm happy it's in the top ten, and and it's all because of you, Dave. So thank you. This is one movie along with a uh, Empire of Light with uh, Sam Mendes, and um, this, this is somebody better. else. Somebody else who this was the first time that I've seen in years that the, uh, the filmmaker didn't work with the tip, the usual composer that they work with, song, uh, uh, scoring composer. Uh, this was the first time, I think, in Aronofsky's entire filmography that he had not worked with Clint Mansell. And mm. I love his scores a lot, but I thought the music for this movie, especially in that ending, 
was absolutely brilliant. And just yep. added, yeah. it was fun seeing these people work with different flavors. And yeah, good for you, Julia. I'm glad, I'm glad I made it. Well, they rehearsed everything. Um, Brendan Fraser wasn't, he wasn't even on the list. Aronofsky had the script. He, had, he bought the rights to it and then he interviewed and he he's going to win best old. actor too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, God, there's, there's, so. there's no question. Yeah. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah. Um, and then Ty Sheridan. Someone else had a budget if he doesn't. Ty, the, 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 the boy was, um, Harvey's not in this year, Dave. He's, he's out. So we're good. Um, <laughs> anyway, apparently the boy was really nervous and it was good. It worked for the role. Yeah. It did work for the role. Okay, moving on. Dave, thank you for putting this on the list, because seriously, it's like... So this, our, our list would fucking suck if this wasn't in the top 20, and I'm so glad that it's at number nine, because I think it's going to age really well. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Yeah. There aren't many movies I can say I literally was crying walking outside like, watching This it. is going to be talked about at, at your school after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's so good. All right, what's number... What's What are we up to? Number seven? Number, number eight. eight. So this is only on my list, and... Survey says? Survey says... <laughs> The Triangle of Sadness. And only because we haven't seen it. Yeah. That's probably but why it's, it's, but, 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 but it's okay. It's okay. Whatever. It comes in at number eight on our that list. That's been fucking high on your list. It was number two on my list. Yeah. Wow. But, and, I t- and I hinted at you guys at this. Now, let, 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 pop quiz. What have I said is the hardest genre, but it's also the best when it's done well. Satire. This movie is the... I mean, it's the best satire in years, and I love The Big Short, so it's like this and The Big Short are the only great satires of the 21st century, in my honest opinion. Big Short's is a, a horror movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This movie could be, too. There are certain scenes, so to anybody who's actually seen this movie, The Triangle of Sadness, you know there's multiple chapters. I'm not going to spoil the final chapter, which actually becomes one of the like the ones that stays with you the longest. Ah. I-, I can't spoil it, because then it'll it'll affect the way you watch the rest of the movie, so and I can't say anything about it. where do we it, find but- this? It's a renter. This is a renter. Okay. The triangle said it. So this is the movie that won the Palme d'Or. I'm gonna, John. Can you look up the director of this? So the, he he directed. Um, yeah. He directed um, Force, Force Majeure, Majeure in 2014. Was like his breakout movie. They made it into an American movie, and American they just didn't release it in theaters because it's like even with Will Ferrell and Julia Louis Dreyfus, it's like the original is better. Go fuck yourself. And then Ruben he won Paul the. Student. That's right. And then he won the Palme d'Or for Square in 2017. And then he won the Palme d'Or again. Now, not a lot of people have won the Palme d'Or wow. twice. That's he won for so Triangle cool. of Sadness this year, two times in the past five years, he's won the Palme d'Or. And this movie, Woody Harrelson's the biggest draw. He plays an alcoholic who, who's the captain of this boat. Uh. And he, he won't come out of the boat. When he finally does this whole like rant about communism, it's it's all a socialism about um, about about um financial politics so you have an influencer like model influencers you have like people who make weapons for a living you have the drunk captain you have um like the crew underneath who everybody looks over who usually is is non-white and then it throws them in this weird little bubble together and it's funny it's hilarious it's depressing it's surprising it's shocking i told you guys besides the fact that i had an edible that carl and i were shouting we were shouting out loud is this really fucking happening we were shouting is this really fucking happening it was so fun so anyway so could this be higher? edibles is the good ones <laughs> so i have a feeling if you guys saw this it would be hot it would be on your list so therefore it would be no higher doubt. than number eight but it doesn't matter i'm happy it's on the list triangle of sadness really is great and it might win foreign language. No, it's it's in English. It's actually it's in it's a Swedish film, but it's in English. So you guys don't have much to add to this, I imagine. No. Nope. Anything you miss? Not yet. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the number seven movie of the year on our list. The menu. John, I don't think you've seen this movie yet. 
haven't seen it yet. Uh, oh, you're in for a treat. I had it at number six. Dave had it at number seven. So I technically had it higher, but I'll be short and just say. Mark St. Cyr. Guess what, guys? This is also another satire. It's another satire. Mark St. Cyr. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Mark. It's so black goddamn as, good. Like black comedy is fuck, but yeah. It's black comedy as fuck. The performances are brilliant. Hong Chow is just, is one of the breakout performances of the year. Yes. With this and the whale. And it's, it is. It's, I mean, it's, she's she's on my list as well now. Dave, can um, you take? So I, I'm, I'm like I'm like I, I don't even know how to speak. I just think this movie's so great. I have no flaws. It's satire. It's funny. It's hilarious. But it's yeah, also it's it also it's one you. of those ones again that puts you in a room and makes yeah. ridiculous, ridic- increasingly ridiculous things happen. But everybody goes with it, and it it There's really squid works. Squid Game in there. It's it's all of it's, these yeah, little, little squid game. Yeah, that's into, true. Yeah, uh, I didn't even make Ratatouille. that. I didn't even make that uh, comparison. But yeah, ah fuck, and, we didn't. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those ones that the tension just builds perfectly, and the t- like the two or three main characters that you have that you start with yeah. just play off each other perfectly, so that when it builds to a head, yeah, you have no idea which way it's going to come out. The tension, tension's fun, guys. Tension. Yeah. We, 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 I, everybody. I feel like in culture nowadays, when you have tension, it's something you want to run from. When you're watching people on a screen, tension is like everything we want. We want to be in the middle of it, and we we, we yeah. beg them to tell us what's going to happen. And this this, this movie is, is so tense the whole time. And also, it's the epitome of eat the rich. Oh yeah, what is this? It's I don't even know what it was. It's just the way how whatever Hog Chow delivered, whatever that line yeah. was. It's an omelet. It's like oh my god, it's so fucking good. So I had this at number six, and Dave had this at number seven. Yes, that's awesome. John, can't wait for you to see it. Me yeah, too. you'll 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 find some things in this. Don't worry, oh, John. Sure. It's your, John. It's your turn to talk. Because guess what? At number six, with ten points on the board, is John's number one favorite movie of the year, which Dave and I have not seen yet. But at the same time, it's at number six. I feel like it's probably represented in the right spot in the in the many ways. But John, number six, we have Bardo and the dot 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 because it's too long of a title. Bardo sure. and yeah. The wait, Hold on, you wrote this. False I, al- I almost watched this the other day. Wait, I want to set this up, John. It's your turn to talk, but I've heard some critics say some negative things about this, and I feel like they forget the title, where it says "A Chronicle of a Handful of Truths," and they're like, hey, blah, 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 blah. and it's like he admits that he's kind of full of shit in it, right? So talk to me. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure this got in there. I I will still say it's my number wait, one. It's you wanted to make sure to make it got point. in there, and you no, put no, it no. number one. <laughs> I, it's not just because I. It's not just because I wanted to make sure it got its due, but like it really is. It really is my number one. This is insane to me that a movie this good has gotten this little acclaim throughout the year and has created this much of a polarizing, you know, environment around it. Everybody, it had its tiny little moment, and it bothered so many people that people just want to stop talking about it and forget about it. I love it's that. It's not on any of the short lists. <laughs> It's not, yeah, which makes, which again makes me think it's doing something right because it's yeah. ahead of its time and it's bothering half the community so much. Nobody even wants to remember it. It's like disappearing. Netflix is not pushing it as hard as they have some of their other, you know, really hopeful Oscar picks. Uh, but I had, I, I said it in my, in our, uh, what you've been watching, I had a religious experience in the, in the theater. I think this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I think this was like, this was one of those like, it's Terrence Malick, Tree of Life. It's it's Dostoevsky level, like kind of getting you into the heads of what people think and do based on just dialogue. The filmmaking is absolutely perfect. Alejandro Inuruto is a fucking master, and this is the best movie he's ever made. 
I, I just, I really feel very confident saying that. And nobody's talking about it. Oh my it God, the first gush alarm. <laughs> I'm gonna give it up. This is a, this is a, this is a life changer. And as I've said a million times, turn that fucking thing off. As I've said a million <laughs> times on this podcast, as we all have, I'm just so disappointed that most people are never going to have the experience I had watching it in a movie theater because it's a very mm. long movie and it's a very sprawling movie. And I think if you watch it at home, you're probably going to press pause, if not literally divide it into two different or three different viewings. Oh, no, it's and like the Snyder Cut. It's, yeah, I know that's I mean, why you're not going to enjoy it as much as I do. But I'll tell you what. It's two I saw hours and 32 it minutes? It, yeah, at least. I thought it was 240-something. I saw it with four people, and all of us were like, holy shit, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. He came to USC to talk back. I, got, I didn't get to go to that screening, but a lot of people who got to see it said the same thing. They thought it was fucking brilliant. And somehow I feel like I, I experienced this whole thing in a vacuum. No one is talking about this movie, and it's the best movie of the year. It's the best movie you know, of the year. Right, you know I'm, I'm going to watch it this week. Do you know why? Give it his due, though, Dave. Do it for me, dude. Fucking just yeah. tap in, turn the lights off, and watch the whole thing, and don't you turn might, around until like, it's you'll, totally you'll either get, like, glowing text messages or fucking hate mail from me. One You're of like, the two. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to segue into our number five. Oh, so the top it. five's coming up in a second. The top five's coming up in a second. And as I said before... In the top five, guys, I think all of us have the same top fives in different orders. No, 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 There were some different ones. I would say there was definitely some chalk in the top five. That means that horse racing, whatever, who gives a shit? There's some, there's some, the usual shit that you see in there. But there's at least one surprise, which is coming up in a second. But I think part of the reason, the part of the thing with Bardo is Netflix has been doing this thing where they've been giving a ton of money to a small number of people. And so the middleman has been kind of cut out of this, which is, I think, what the whole almost writer strike was five years ago, where they said, we're only going to pay writers for eight episodes, even though we demand them to work for 10 months a year, and then give Dave Chappelle $60 million. And then the writers were like, whoa, 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 whoa. If we were staff writers on ER, we would have gotten three times this amount because we would have, because the ep- being paid per episode still counts. And what Netflix did is they gave Inurito. They gave Scorsese a couple years ago. They gave Guillermo del Toro. They gave these people, Brian Johnson, hundreds of millions of dollars. And then they said, make whatever you want. And then everybody else gets paid scale. And it's like, it really pissed people off. And unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of these movies, including Bardo, including Pinocchio, all came out at the same time in December, only on Netflix. And because I I swear to you, Glass Onion, I don't know if it would be on our list, but Glass Onion would be reviewed higher if it just came out December 6th. I actually watched that and Knives Out yesterday. Which one? Both of them. Both. Knives Out and Pinocchio? I had had, no Knives Out and Glass Onion. I hadn't seen either. Oh, oh, I see. Right, right. And what, what do you think? What do you think? Um... I don't watch them back to back because the tone difference between the it's, two yeah. movies is really this jarring. This one's sillier. This one's sillier yeah. for sure. Like, this, this, one's like it's it's this one's definitely funnier. Like they're having fun yeah. with the character. This is um, a comedy. They, this they, is a satire they, comedy. Well, it's sort of, but like they but they introduce some quirks that yeah. piss him off, and I it it does he's like the they best, don't though. introduce isn't that, the, that. Isn't it? Isn't it the best where he's still the best? Yeah. Janelle Monae is number yeah. two, but he's still the best. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. What were you saying? I think I enjoyed, right. I think I, totally I enjoyed right. both of them. But don't watch them back to back. Is all I can say because the tone difference will fucking jar you out of the movie. 
So, so it's here's good our to know, surprise. Jeff, I appreciate what you're saying. It's good to know that a business decision might be one of the reasons why <laughs> some really great movies are not getting their due this year in a year of great movies. Because you know what? I go on Netflix right now and it says trending now, Emily in Paris. Um, right. It says all this shit. It doesn't say Bardo. It doesn't say it. Yeah. But you know what it did? You know what it did say like three months ago? Is Bernie our number Spikeoff? five movie. Our number five movie, which is not on <laughs> Dave's list. So fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Our number five movie, which is only on John and my list, is Blonde. Yes. Fuck it's my number that. three. Jeff, what is yours? Five. Mm. Yes, I've been at loud shit. Excellent. I'm going first. Andrew Dominic has made another masterpiece. Mas- it's a capital M masterpiece. And I say that with respect and appreciation and total regards and acknowledgement of everybody who really, really, really hated this movie and had a tough time with it for all the reasons that I understand, especially the female community with the, all the the criticism and debating over if whether or not it was exploitation. I totally we hear understand. You. We, we hear it. Yeah. I completely understand. I just don't know for me if that undermined the genius of the expression. The expression was so captivating to me. It was the only time in the theater this year where I was very consciously aware of how conflicted I was by the subject matter and how it was so so masterfully executed that I couldn't help but just disappear into the storytelling. It was a masterpiece. Once again, that is one of the greatest directors working today. Nobody is going to remember him or this movie 10 years from now other than like a group of 20,000 people. No, they will. They will for the reason... For the reason you mentioned before, they will, because it'll be in the catalog of Ana de Armas, and it'll be in his catalog, and mm. people will so. like put so. it. The, the, they'll be afraid of it, and then they'll slowly get used to it. I just lied. I put it on my number eight, but it should have been my number five. Because what did I say? What did I say when I saw it? Do you remember the words I said? You did say you were like I, at a certain point. I just it was so beautiful that I couldn't stop. You said something about compelling, or it was so. I put myself moving. in a corner where I was like, the movie was long because it's like two and four, two hours, 40 minutes or whatever. And all of a sudden it, we, we film on Mondays and I, I was busy on Monday. We record on Mondays and I was like, shit, it's Sunday and I haven't seen it yet. So like Sunday night I pushed play and I was like, whatever it is, I have to watch it. I can't pause it. And it blew me the fuck away. It blew me away. It really did. It should be higher than my number eight, but I, I, I need more time with it. It's on nobody else's list because I think the other critics are afraid of this movie for the reasons that you just mentioned. And it, yeah, you're right, because it makes her seem it, it seems very anti-feminist, this movie. And and you know what? That is an argument that is valid for sure in this movie, because she is submissive in many ways of her life, which this is not her movie life. This is not the power. This is not her business decisions. A lot of it is her personal life. And it makes her seem very submissive. And I don't know enough about her to really comment on that. All I know is watching from the beginning of the end. I'd never seen anything like that. I, I, the, com- yeah. the compulsion I had to continue watching was so high that it's like it was really a very unique experience that I've ever had in my life. And I can, only, I can only watch it from my own point of view. David, anything you want to say about Blonde? I was yeah. bored as fuck. It took me three attempts to watch this movie. Mm. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, we're kind of going chalk here. Okay, are you ready for our top four movies? Yes. So this, yes. this movie that has made it our number four, I actually, for like hours, I thought Dave hadn't seen this movie yet, but actually he had. He just he saw it after us, but whatever. Number four, soon to be on Paramount Plus, is shit. Oh no! Top Gun, Maverick. No, I actually yes. haven't seen that. What? I thought you saw it. No, Dave. Mm. 
Jeff, did I had you this and I talk about it by ourselves? I ha- no, I was away in Australia for that one. We, you we, guys we, we talked about it by ourselves. I had this at number three. John had this at number five. And I just talked a lot about Vlad. And I, then it, say- when it came to like a rescreening at IMAX, I was busy, so I couldn't go. Uh, and I, thought you were. I don't want to see it if it's not an IMAX. That matters. Do some like good Bluetooth headphones or something if you can. It's worth it. Um, I felt like I was flying. And honestly, also, I've, it's, I've, I've, it's, I've heard... To be honest, I just want to interrupt for a second. It's quite uh, controversial in the visual effects uh, community right now because it's it's on the shortlist for Oscars for visual effects, but they claim they did everything practically. Curious. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah. Well, I I still get to go first because I put this at number three, but as far as the experience in the theater, I mentioned that Glass Onion was really high on my list. I mean, nothing was higher than Top Gun. This this movie, I felt like I was at a Disney ride in in the... Sorry, (laughs) shit. And I felt like I was in the seat at the Disney where they do the shit, except the plot. We talk about this all the time on the show. The plot was so simple, but it was just perfectly manipulated and such that, you know what? If you want to sit there and be like, they laughed during sex, that wasn't very realistic. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah, it was actually. It felt yeah, like kind of was. It, fe- it felt so like I people would already. It felt like. <laughs> I can't buzz that because it's like I, don't, You're I, I feel like I'm Dave. You're hype I, man. I, I feel like I'd be bu- I feel like I'd be buzzing Therese if I buzzed you. Um, <laughs> um, it's she there's a, nuance in this. On standby. Like, they've been married before. They're, every sexual experience it doesn't have to be glamorous. Glamorous. It doesn't have to be like you know like high schoolers having sex in euphoria. Like it can be like that where it's like I can't believe this is happening, which is how I felt as a fucking moviegoer. And then the way it's like Mav, of course it's him coming back and then the John Ham and the the um the the fucking who's the guy that the, Val Kilmer and stuff. It's like I just ah, thought yeah. it was I just thought it was right in the sweet spot. Yeah. But the, but also again, the plot was perfect it was tone the tone was perfect the the pacing was perfect and it really was a sensational experience at the theater i, have, I haven't seen this so totally i'm gonna pee agree. while you talk about it i totally Jesus. agree we I just, we like just the, took a break uh, go 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 i don't go. want it spoiled yeah i know, I know. Go I, ahead. Broke, I broke the seal too i have to pee again but it doesn't matter i'm gonna keep going shit all right go ahead. unlike unlike i'll i will i will push against your i feel like i was a disney theme park because i felt that way in avatar for top gun maverick i felt like a six-year-old version of myself sitting in a packed movie theater watching fucking Jurassic Park. I felt like I was in a movie theater of old with a fantastic blockbuster just coming at me where just like a lot of the other fantastic blockbusters, we can all agree and acknowledge that was, was, um, oh, God damn it. What's her name? Uh, Jenny, who plays her? Um, a significant other, uh, Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly's character developed enough. Could have been more, for sure. I, I saw that flaw. I feel like some the, critics were like, oh, she wasn't even in the film, but she was mentioned. So, and it's like, yeah, move on. Get exactly. on get on with it. I was, that's the point. It doesn't really matter to me. And it's not out of any, like, judgmental issue. It's just the things that worked in this movie in a structural, formulaic, blockbuster way, uh, the magic of movie making, the practical effects when they were used very effectively, and of course the visual effects that were so well done that you don't really think about them in a movie that's made this way. They worked so well that I was so overwhelmed. I'm going to quote Mike Minkler, one of the great uh, sound re-recording mixers of, of our time in this past, at the 20th century. He said, and I totally agree with him, this made me remember the magic of movies. And I, I, I yeah. cannot say it enough. I haven't had an experience like that since... Man, what, guys, honestly, 
what was your last Top Gun Maverick experience? A blockbuster that moving and successful, and it wasn't just so dominated by CGI that you felt like you were kind of living in the 21st century version of these movies that are mostly dominated was, by superheroes. But that's it was probably thing, similar to like when people saw Titanic the first time. It's you know a yeah, visual effects yeah. award. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they saw it in the theaters, and they went, "Holy shit!" That boat actually, like, so, and, they, and the they, boat came to life. They won't reveal what was done in CGI, so and they should, and they should. I hear you, Dave. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just, they, I they totally are, agree with this. They probably are to the voters, not to you. Know no, what I mean? they're not. Jeff, they're, Jeff, they're, they're giving them iPads. That's what's happening. Jeff, I want to ask you what <laughs> shot. I always think back on the on movie. My brother and I talk about this a lot. What's like the essential shot for you, or the essential moment where you think you just have to have that snapshot in your head, and it kind of gives you the emotional you know, apex of that movie for you. Like what touches well, there's, it? There's, there's two, there's the opening sequence where he goes up into the pitch black, even though, you know, it's the morning. Cause he goes so high and Ed Harris's face, like in the fucking huge, he takes up the whole screen because he, he's not allowed in, you know what I mean? And then he looks and he yeah. sees the plane going up. The other one is, is the simulation actually, I think for me, when he, like at some point in the simulation with John Hamm, other than I ha- that, it's, I have it's, to know, it, do they buzz the tower? Please tell me they buzz the tower. Of course, he buzzes yeah, the okay, tower. Cool. Course he buzzes the tower. Well, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it for you? For me, it's the in the in the test flight at the beginning when that guy goes, he's the fastest man in the world, and it cuts to that master shot from space. Yeah, of yeah, him yeah going Mark ten yeah. through high uh, high level atmosphere. That was a real shot. They really <laughs> shot. That was fucking crazy, dude. They actually shot a plane doing that. That is fucking beautiful. Beautiful. And you know what? Only only a great actor like fucking Tom Cruise can walk in. I don't care how much makeup you put up the mud and dirt and shit on his face after the plane blows up, after him going too fast. And then he goes to like the diner <laughs> okay. in the middle of nowhere and has to use the phone call. He at it looks like I, I know he's like a guy that does a million push-ups. It looked like he just ran a hundred miles in the mud just to make that one 10 second take work. Like it was <laughs> fucking awesome. Dave, I can't wait for All you to right. watch it, dude. You're going to have yeah, so much I, fun. I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of waiting. Like it's going to get nominated for an Oscar, obviously, because they've got the money, yeah. but uh, I can't wait for like the re re-screening in IMAX. So I think, don't quote me here, but I think that movie is by a long shot, the longest at number one uh, for, for this whole year. And certainly for the this longest year. For movie. This year. Certainly made a fucking lot, lot of money. To, yeah. What was the way they put it? To profit over a certain like point system for each degrading weekend, it stayed in the yeah. theater for like a total of like thirty-two weekends or something. It was yeah, it was the drop-off it was very low. It was I don't know. Yeah. since it's since it's Christmas, we should mention that um, Home Alone actually has one of the. I, I don't know if it still has the yeah. record, but it's up there because it, it was like number March. one for like eleven weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I remember. I remember seeing like, go, it was like a CD. Was, it was like a CD. It's like, have you listened to the Alanis Morissette record yet? It's like, I no, a, I live in yeah. Kansas City. It's like you gotta go. <laughs> when I, when I was so a kid, cool. I went and saw the Goonies for like thirteen weeks straight it was like it was we in the it was in cinemas it's for like another, three and a half it's months just another example i don't know how paramount pointed this off i mean it was just successful enough to do that but that it, there's another reason why it felt like one of those old blockbusters it just lingered yeah. in the theaters and only lived in the theaters until they announced that it will be coming to streaming last week i don't I still, it's still oh. not in streaming the announcement it just is, watch no, Tom Cruise jump paramount out of the plane. Plus. It just it's, dropped. Is it out? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's yeah. it for Christmas. Okay, so we have three exciting. movies left, and John and I have to pee. So what do we do? Do we take one more quick little break? Sorry, Dave. Or do we take? Do we? I can a break for the top three. No, just take a break. It's fine. Let's just do it. Yeah. No, we can do it unless you really are about to burst. Number three. Let's do it. I think you know what the top three are at this point, you three, but our uh, guests yeah. don't. Our guests don't, and you don't know what order they're in. So you can see here on the left are the points. I didn't mention that earlier. <laughs> Oops. So now no, 17 and then 23 and 26. Tiny, but- 
Okay, so number everyone's three. everyone's watching this on full screen. Number three on our list, which has 17 points, which is on all three of our lists. Dave actually had this the highest, which kind of surprised me. Wow. Fablemans? The Fablemans. I did not have that the highest. That was my number two. No, you had it higher than John and I. Out of, out of the, the three, of, the three of, us. of us. Yeah. Dave, I want to hear you talk about this because it was my number nine. And I've been looking at all the lists of, you know, other podcasts. And John, critics. when you saw that, I thought I, I was sure this would be in your top three, John. I mean, I mean, and I, it's a great year. I didn't dislike it at all, but I don't know if it's what I think is one of the greatest movies of this amazing year. Talk to me. But it fit right into my life, I want to say, because like I'm getting old up there. Yeah, like I'm getting old. I wanted to be a filmmaker all my life since I was like fucking six years, seven years old. And you did compare yourself to Spielberg with your. I, like, I, did, I definitely was, did not your, compare myself it. to Spielberg, but uh, you were like, "This was the story of my life." Yeah, minus three point six billion dollars of success. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> minus a couple of aliens and some really other good movies, but uh, no, every other going, fucking totally good movie. Right. But yeah, no, this this was like this was inspiring on another level because I saw qualities of myself in the film and I saw qualities of what I wanted to be, whether or not I've missed yeah. that boat is still, you know, up for grabs. But like I, it was inspiring because it was like, I walked out there going, you know what? I can still do this. So yeah. that's why it's my number two yeah. for the year. And I love hearing you say that because I've listened to a lot of interviews of Steven Spielberg discussing this movie. And that is all he wanted people to feel from this movie, young and old. Yeah. It doesn't have to be filmmaking specifically, but Remember that period of your life where you're starting to be introduced to the trauma of your life from your coming of age, your adolescence, your childhood. And yet, what are the things that are going to push your buttons that are going to end up being the way you identify uh -huh. and have passion? Um, I, 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 grew, say, I, I then, feel like I grew up just after him. Like I had a very similar experience. It was the bullies, the, you know, all that sort of shit. And yeah, I, I remember pitching a whole film in, I think it was like my fourth grade fifth grade and then then i got sick and couldn't do the film like someone oh, had us Dave. making a thing and oh, yeah it was man. like yeah there was a lot of stuff that like made me made this really resonate with me that's why it's so high up on mine jeff what was number was it for you it was number five for me Go, um, and i, I teared with this it, it when i saw it it was in early, higher in my top five and then it triangle of sadness booted it out but i, I wasn't too anal about the list but you know, I heard somebody else recently say like, oh, their parents saw it and thought it was like scattered. And it was like, it just it's just not plot based, as we talked about. It's more chapters in this person's life. And the through line is just the emotional development of this character. And I've also listened to other critics. And this is another we, we hate, you know, we're not, we don't hate critics. But another reason we have to kind of listen to critics with a grain of salt, even though we're sort of like almost teetering in that. Although you can tell by my white erase board that I'm using for our list. We don't have money to do this. So we're clearly not critics. This is just out of enjoyment. <laughs> But um, you can hear that with the kidding. We got a, we got they, a YouTube they, channel. <laughs> they can't get the Spielberg out of the movie, and so for them, they can't help but think that it's you know self-aggrandizing. And for me, it was very, it was very, it was very generous and grateful. This movie, yeah. that, and it was just like these were snippets and snapshots that of their life. Can you imagine what he left in the cutting room floor of his life? He just thought that these were really interesting chapters that okay. deserve he, their own short stories. Yeah, he waited for years to make this. I, they're all short stories. In, that let me chime in and say that 
in the DGA podcast, Paul Thomas Anderson interviews Steven Spielberg and talks yeah, to him it's about bri- this. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. And Steve in Spielberg talks a lot about how we all have our tricks and our things that we put, it's our armor. And he talks very consciously about how it took him years to feel confident enough to make character-driven movies because that's not his that's not his thing necessarily. He's he's really good at a lot of the other stuff. He's he's the best at the other stuff. And he said to Paul, you know, it, it took me a long time. And he said, I, I don't even think I could have made this movie 10 years ago. And Paul Thomas Anderson said, I think you waited your whole career to have the courage to make this movie. And I think it's totally right. I mean, and the yeah, things that did. you just said, Jeff, about why it's scattered, what that's the best part about this movie yeah. is that it, it does live in that disconnected place. So it doesn't feel too formulaic and too clean. It has something you have one of the cleanest, most successful commercial filmmakers of all time, just writing down their memories with one of the greatest screenwriters and playwrights of all time. And then <laughs> right. making a brilliant movie about it. That really is what and, it is. And then, and and then Tony says, those, and then Tony says there's a story series. here. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tony writes, here's, here's the story right here. Rather than sit there hmm. and try to get it all in. It's like, here's the story. Yeah. And that, because that's what it is for me. It's, it's not just how did Steven Spielberg become how did Steven Spielberg? That's, I'm yeah, sorry. He was always critic, Steven critics. Spielberg. A few critics yeah. that are listening to the fledgling places like us that are trying to tear you down. <laughs> Guys, if you just sit there and say, if this is the how Spiel- Steven Spielberg became Steven Spielberg movie, you're fucking lazy. Yeah, that's, you're lazy. Yeah, yeah. If that's this what you just, say, and then you know what? Thread. It's getting, and then it's getting in people's heads that read their local newspaper, where it's like, well, it's just Steven Spielberg's autobiography, and it's like, guys, no, it's not. You, you know, bullshit. you know, Steven Spielberg has a much longer autobiography than this. <laughs> you yeah. know that to be true. Yeah, I, I, I think that this movie is brilliant, beautiful, fantastic, and it's going to age really well. Yeah. Not that that was my only metric, another rewatchability but, thing. I know I'm going to rewatch this movie a lot of yeah. times in my lifetime. For sure. Probably me too. And also our, t- our, t- and our TikTok friends are going to take scenes apart, like the train scene, like the, um, all of the, ki- the scenes with the, the, the kid, I forget what his name yeah. is. Go who, ahead. Who take that apart. Him. That's my, one of my favorite bits. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Which, which, which part? The, the, the exact, when he reenacts the train scene. Yeah. And also I love, it's, believe it or not, I hate category fraud, but I love it in the other direction. I love that Michelle Williams is like, I want to be a lead. And it's like, you're not a lead. And she's like, fuck yeah, I'm a lead. And she's like, okay, you're competing with Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Knock yourself out. She is a supporting actress in this movie, but a supporting actress in a Spielberg movie is, is a lead if it's done well. How, how fucking yeah. cool is that? She yeah, is not a lead this, of this movie. You mentioned this before, and I think it's just worth saying. Uh, a lot of times our favorite performers and creators, directors, whatever, they're competing against themselves. If Steven Spielberg had not made this movie... People would be like, "Oh, it's it's one of the great, you know, it's it's fantastic. It's one of the great." They're comparing it to the rest of his canon, and it's so different from the rest of his canon that I think it's frustrating some people. Whereas, can you? It's just a standalone. It's one of the only standalone Spielberg movies. That's one of the things I don't like. I I don't think we do that. We go in and watch it individually. It's like this is a movie. It you know what it was made by Steven Spielberg. Can you imagine? Can you imagine anybody else making? When, when the guy like can't quite act because he's a child. I couldn't yeah. have acted that scene when I was a child. And then in the war movie, and the guy's like, I think you realize what you've done and your mistakes, and so you walk away. And then the guy just keeps it's walking just and he's crying. Up. Can you yeah. imagine a lot, anybody? Oh, come on. How we've, many millions of people would have made that movie? We've all broken actors like that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Dave? <laughs> Guys! We have two movies left. I think know you know what, what they both. Yeah, we know. I think you know what they are. I'm excited. So I don't. I, I don't so, know what order they're in, but I know what they are. I I don't know if I should do one then two like they do in American Idol, but I'm gonna go no, number don't. two. Do first. number two because nobody else knows. 
I also put this high. This was my number one. I know. And you already know what I that know is. it's your number one. Yeah. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Beautiful. Really quick. Um, I've said that for the fourth time in this episode. Every time I've talked to somebody about this movie who has seen it at home, because it's now available to see at home, including my family, including my Wait, friend Carl, including what? my other friends. Is that, that's out already? It might be a renter. It might be a renter, but you no, can know. Hmm. I think well, you I can, John, Dave, you keep your Dave's running our show. So he has that. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm asking John to do this because Dave has all the shit. It's yeah. not the job. I, is I, I type quiet. He's in the basement of somebody's house. Uh, shit, my crap. Oh, okay. oh, cool. So the Banshees of Inishera, and this is Martin McDonough. Um, he's been only making films for the past 15 years or so, but he actually really comes from Brilliant theater. Films. And he's an Irish playwright who between the ages of like 23 and 31 just fucking wrote what he knew. And he wrote some brilliant plays, including The Lieutenant of Inishmore. The Pillow Man is his most financially successful. Um, the Beauty Queen of Lenan and um, The Cripple of Inishmore. He, he definitely can, loves he, the of thing. Yeah. Of and then he yeah. mentions yeah so so this is it's actually a, a fictional Thrones. island but Islands. Yeah. it's 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 loosely it's in it, yeah it's loosely based off of um the lieutenant of Inish Moore's islands that island this is Inish Aaron is not a real island but um, what he does is he sets it in 1922 during the Irish Civil War John knew more about the history than than I think both of us did but yeah I thought it was like I think my brother my, I'm glad that my brother basically said like. It was more. It was more dark than comedy. Meaning, we usually he Martin McDonough exists in dark comedy, and it was this one was more dark than comedy. It was not as funny as In Bruges, which is also a dark comedy, and it was certainly not as funny as The Lieutenant of Inishmore, but it was gorgeous and stunning. And anytime I talk to somebody about this movie, there this is exactly how the conversation goes, and I love it more and more every every single time I talk about this movie, I love it more. It starts with this. This was weird. This was surprising in a bad way. And then we talk about it. And as we talk about it, they like it more. And this happened to me too early on where I sat there and I was like, I thought it would be more like in Bruges too. And the more we start talking about it, the more we think we know what it's about and the more we like it, even if we're like, I don't know if that's what it's about, but only the innocents die or hold on a second. Only the innocents die or, um, it's about friendship. It's about longing. It's about whatever you think it's about. The more you talk about it, the more you like it. But, you know, my number one thing is that it has to be entertaining. This, I'm not the only person to ever say that, but like entertainment's number one. So it can't only be great like Tar if you think about it later. Tar was great, but this is a better experience to watch it in the meantime, even to people who say it was weird because watching the fingers and sitting there, I don't know what's going on with the fingers. You have a visceral reaction to it. They sit there and they get sick to their stomach watching the donkey eat the fingers. And then the more that, whether it's about friendship, whether it's about you cut a piece of yourself off when you deny humanity, um, we care more about donkeys dying or the innocent dying than people we actually care about. Like whatever, whatever it is that you think about, the more you think about it, the more you love it. And I, I think that this is the best movie of the year. That's what I think. Dave, where would you I'm have sorry. it for you? Uh, uh, Dave had a number five. John had a number four. Yeah. This was number, number five for me. Yeah. I, I like I hadn't seen in Bruges, so I wanted to, but I never got around to it. It's on my... You obviously haven't because it's Bruges. Yeah, whatever. It's um, not Bruges. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, go fuck yourself. You can't. I'm not buzzing yourself because that's just a response to you. Not sorry. Go fuck yourself. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I again I enjoy this movie immensely for the sheer storyline of the fact that it's just a guy who has 
very little social skills, dealing with the fact that he can't fathom why this guy doesn't want to be friends with him. So he goes to ridiculous proportions to keep it going. And the the, the other side of it goes to ridiculous proportions to, get, to tell him, I don't want to be fucking friends with you. If it has it ends. And it's like it's like two rocks banging against each other the entire way through the film. It's like he's not going to accept this and he's not going to fucking stop. And yeah. it for some reason I just dug that whole storyline. In the middle of that, you've got like the she, I mean, she wasn't the typical Irish woman, but like you were just waiting for her to go off at the both of them because the everyone best. had fucking She's had so enough. Good. Like and when it happened, it was so satisfying. Yeah. So yeah, I and like I loved that. I loved the, um like the friend that he ended up sitting with, who ended up meeting in his tragic end. Like Barry the, yeah, Keegan, oh, yeah, Keegan's just doing some fucking great work. Yeah. But uh, he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with over the next couple of years. I'm calling it now. Um, yeah, yeah. I this was this was great for me. I loved it. And it yeah. was so surprising because again, I it's something that if we weren't doing this show, I wouldn't have gone and seen. This movie has, this is the movie that has like the fairy dust around it this year. Cause I think our number one we're going to talk about, and it's, it's got a wow factor to it that this movie does not have. Um, this is one of those movies that I've settled a million times. It's a tiny insulated story that has echoes far beyond its grasp. Yeah. It ends up yeah. having these kinds of conversations that Jeff's talking about. And you can even be thinking about it. And when you're in the theater, which is, this is another level to it. You can't say this about a lot of movies that have a lot of reflection required to give it its due. In the theater, you kind of can't stop thinking about how you feel about what's happening because it's so odd. In a way, I think this is Martin McDonough's Lynch, David Lynch movie. It's like he just said, "Oh, whatever yeah. idea I have, I'm going to write. I'm not going to try to make sense of it. I'm just going to put it on paper. We're going to get some brilliant actors around us. We're going to justify everything and let the audience figure it out for themselves. And this is why I think there's this magic around it. People kind of can't stop thinking about what it what it means, and not in this silly intellectual way. It has some kind of very grounded, two feet on the ground emotional resonance that everybody is talking about weeks or months after seeing it, which I, this mm. is important. This is a brilliant, uh, this is, they released it at the perfect time. This would not have yeah. done as well as it did if it got released in early January with three weeks to vote. Yeah. It needed mm. to come out in November. It needed to come out when people could go see it and be like, what was that? And then have conversations and think about going to see it again and maybe stream it one more time for you to realize but, the movie this big might be the most brilliant movie of the year. I mean, but also it's like the movie that like when everyone is so embroiled in their technology because it's, that's how we connect now, right, they went right. back to a time where there was none. You literally had to walk to your mate's house and take him to the pub. Yeah. That and, was, and that was what just, you had to do. And not just, like, not just uh, in the storytelling uh, or not just literally between the characters, but in the movie making. Yes, there is a little bit of CGI in every movie that exists nowadays. But generally speaking, this is a practically designed movie that was shot very simply. And it seems to have an enormous amount of resonance with the humanity aspect of it. The way yeah. people are discussing it. He literally unfriends him about. before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Jeff, I'm glad it's your number one. It's, I've appreciated it. You've said that for like three weeks now. I it's, think think you might be you might be on to something it's 
it's not just about Oscars, but you have three billboards where you have Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell winning. And then a lot of people, the story is bold as fuck. And you're like, is it going to be writing? But like, is it the best film? And then you have like the David um, O. Russell movies where everybody's nominated. I think American Hustle, he was nominated in every category, right? Lead actress for Amy Adams, lead actor Bradley Cooper, supporting actor um, Christian Bale, or maybe they were swapped. And then Jennifer Lawrence. So four in different four categories. In this case, you might actually get all four of them. Barry Cowgan, Carrie Condon, um, Colin Farrell, Farrell, and then Brand, Brendan. Brendan Gleeson. Fuck, we, we've been drinking a lot. Um, Brendan Gleeson but, is definitely going to be but, up for this. I'm, I'm but, calling but, that now. And, and they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant. And honestly, it's it's you know what? In a weird way, this is almost the bummer that Brendan Fraser is going to win Best Actor because because um, Colin. Colin Farrell is going to be an amazing job Brandon in this. Gleason, yeah. I can't think of their fucking names. I think Brendan Gleeson is going to win Supporting Actor this year. It probably should. Yeah. But then you also, but you you have another person coming up in one second that we'll talk about. But anyway, sometimes the writing is so good. And when you match the acting with writing, what's the pitch for this movie? The writing is perfect. The filmmaking of that is perfect. And the performances somehow exceed that. Like, what's a better pitch than that? These performances are going to stay with you. And kind of unlike, uh, unlike what we were talking about with the Fablemans, where... Steven Spielberg is going to get enough money to tell his autobiography. That's his pitch when he goes to the studio and mm. says, you know, let's do this. Go in, go in with me. Meet me. Let's make it. This is one of those movies where if he had not been as successful as he was leading up to this film, I don't think anybody would ever greenlit this for Martin no. McDonough's first film. So they, no. they took a chance on somebody who yeah. is clearly brilliant and keeps pushing his yard line further. And it yeah. was extremely successful. Risk. I mean, the, the worst part is on this one. like what studio was this released by? Well, because I'm not, really not sure. Chance, but... I'm not sure they have a, a budget for an Oscar campaign. So they made me out. It's a whisper campaign and we're all talking about it. Yeah. It's working. People it's, it is. But also you can't, so you can't need the money because for an Oscar. They'll get it from their distributor. Their yeah. distributor will do it for sure. Um, which now you said it's HBO. You said it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. If I'm Great. HBO Discovery or whatever their fucking channel is, I'm I'm putting all my money behind this movie. Guys, are you ready for our number one movie of the year? You know what it is, of course. I think we know but what it is. Let's say it all together. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Everything, Everything everywhere, everywhere, all at once. Dude. So we did have it as Holy so Dave shit. Dave had it at number one, John had it at number two, I had it at number four. But here's the most important thing: this is the movie that because it came out first, out of all of the movies we're talking about, even the Batman, I think this movie was the one that like was first to market, and it's not on the number one on most people's lists. Whereas there's most a lot of people who actually saw this movie who are like, this is the this is it. Who kids a shit yeah. about these conversations? Why people are waiting, and then in December they're like, "I don't know this." Even me with Banshees of Inisherin, it's like this movie is the movie of the year for yeah. sure. And so, yeah. Dave, you had it your number one, so you get to take it away. Knock Dude, I have never sat there. It's on Hulu, I, by the way. It's Hulu. been a. It's been a. I own it. I bought it the second I walked out of the theater. Um, I yeah. have never sat there in recent history and had an absolute total feeling of joy at a screening as what I had in this movie. Uh-huh. That's it. It was moving. That's but it was moving tweet. too, though. But it was moving too. It wasn't just like, pure but it joy. was like, it was uplifting. It was moving. It was literally to quote the title, everything. Like it it was just perfect for me. Two rocks had a scene that was more moving than Oh most my god, my theater was pissing themselves laughing at that. <laughs> laughing, laughing but crying. also crying underneath it. Yeah. They were laughing yeah. because they were crying. And because it was silent in the movie theater, so if they didn't laugh, they would they would worry that people around them heard them sniffle. 
<laughs> I think the Dan I think the Daniels are two of the most unique voices to come out in recent cinema yeah. history. Maybe you know, maybe compared to everybody else ever in cinema history. Um, there are Bardo and Blonde. I think in very similar ways are singular experiences, but we've seen. I think in in cinema history there have been voices in a similar way that have. I have never seen anything like everything everywhere all at once. I don't think any of us have, unless you've watched all of the Daniels canon and kind of realized that it like this is what they were building up bit, to. Yeah. Like this is kind of what they're doing. And it's just um this is the this is the the big takeaway for me. I have had friends and peers and colleagues throughout the year who had not seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. And every single time somebody saw it, no matter when they saw it, they all said the same thing. That was one of the best movies I've ever seen. That was yeah. brilliant. That was fucking crazy. I can't believe See, that I, movie exists. I, I saw like a pre-screening. I saw a pre-screening in IMAX. It I'm was I IMAX ridiculous. It is IMAX. ridiculous. Yeah. There yeah. is there has never been a movie like this before, and I have a very strong feeling it's going to win editing and maybe a couple other awards. That I would, would love to see. So cool I would love to see it win visual effects because picture. of because of the way it they, could win best they picture. do. But, it could win yeah. best picture. Is that? But you know what? It, this, this is going to win a bunch of Oscars. It should win more. You know, if Kate Blanchett beats Michelle Yeoh, that kind of sucks. If Ki Kwan doesn't win best supporting actor, fine. You know, these things happen. But it's like it's one of those movies that could, and it's going to last. I don't know if the category you know is most lovable supporting actor, but <laughs> he rocked this, this. guys. Like he he I've was doing to, he was doing that those stunts. I hope my oh, friend yeah. Carl doesn't 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 mind if I mention that he's Asian and and like what this movie means to the Asian community. Even though technically one of the the filmmakers is an Asian, but like it, it's not even just the fact that it's like it's yeah that like um um the the uh, the what's the what's the the other the other Asian comedy that came out a couple of years ago? Parasite, Crazy Rich Asians. I've I, I've drank too much beer, guys. Um, yes, Crazy Rich Asians was great, but it was like. It was a pretty good rom-com, but like a great Asian movie. You know what I mean? And then so Shang-Chi like Shang gave an but awesome the, the, like, No, the thing is, this, and, and there have been great, there have been great Asian movies, of course. But this like, transcends this movie, Asian, Asian representation. Like they came out and represented, but this, but this transcends but, that. And, and especially if you're an Asian American and you're like, oh my God, all this shit that, that for decades hasn't, nobody would say these things. It's, it, it didn't exist in our culture, even though. It existed in our culture. It was not something. There, there wasn't language. I'm literally this book that's up here right now, and I didn't mean to make this connection. Is about a guy whose parents are Taiwanese, so he's a Taiwanese American, and his best friend is Japanese American, and they couldn't connect because their family had different histories. And it's like this one movie, what it means to the Asian American community, while also being a brilliant movie, of course. It's like it, it adds this extra element of it's. It's not just checking boxes this is a brilliant 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 movie and it's been it's been talking about something that's been there the whole time yeah and if we could take i think there's something really brilliant to say that art is all some version of you know it's artifice it's some symbolic version in a form of expression of the human experience as the daniels say if we can make you cry about somebody getting stuff upside somebody else's asshole We've done something right, and like this—that what they've said. Really is they have said things. I mean, like that's that the quote of the year, if that's true. It, it, I mean, honestly, they've talked about that before. Like, how do we make farts and like sticking things and pieces of human bodies like up people's asses and make it super moving? Like that, they are masters of understanding how to slowly, apparently, incrementally 
build <laughs> meaning around. I was crying in hot dog hands sequences of yeah. her breaking up yeah. with her hot that dog hands. That was ridiculous. Persons. Yes, it was unbelievable. I want Jamie Lee Curtis to win Best Act, uh, Supporting Actor this year. Yeah, I'm I'm Team Jamie Lee. This was an unbelievable experience, and this is one of those that I know 30, 20, 50, whatever years from now, I'm going to be very proud to say I saw that in the theater. I was yeah. I was in the filmmaking community. I saw it because I saw of you, it. motherfuckers. We talked I, about yeah. it. We loved it. Everybody knew it was special. We all yeah. wanted it to win. This and is one of those it movies. It's also our number one downloaded episode on YouTube as well. So. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. So, fellas, we're going to wrap up the episode there. So we're running around two hours now. So let's go into our... It's a little under. We took a couple of pee breaks. I'll cut those out. So I don't want to segue too quickly. Is there anything else you want... So this is our list. Do you want, do you want me to... I'll recap it really quick. So from I, 10 to 1. Dave, do you want to say your, your bit? Or do you want me to do 10 to 1 really quick? I want... Okay, do 10 to 1. Number 10, Elvis, which is on HBO Max. Number 9, The Whale, which is still in theater, so nothing yet. Triangle of Sadness is number 8. Uh, rent right now. Number seven is The Menu, still available for rent. I don't think it's come streaming yet. Number oh. six, B- Bardo, False Chronicles, A Handful of Truths, is on Netflix, something yep. like that. Blonde is on Netflix, number five. Number four, Top Gun Maverick, which just came out on Paramount Plus, and they're begging you to subscribe to them so bad right now. If number you three, like Star the Trek, go there. Number three, The Fablemans, which is Spielberg's autobiography, which is on what? What, what is that on something? Nothing yet. Nothing Number yet. two, The Banshees of Inishared, which is on HBO Max. Man, they just canceled these projects and then bought all these new movies. Sorry, out with the old, in with the new. And number one of our list with 26 points is everything, every, sorry, wow, shit. Everywhere, every, shit. Everything, everywhere, everywhere all right, at once. Right. No, that, no, that's right. I just, I wrote it down wrong. I wrote everywhere, everything, all at once. But it's everything, wow. everywhere, so all at once. Drunk when you, you were drunk yeah. before the show? What? Which is on Hulu right now. <laughs> I got this cool Back to the Future shirt from my brother and sister-in-law. Everything, everywhere, all at once. By far our favorite what movie of the year. At a year. I yeah. cannot believe it. What a year of so movies. When you, so when you sit there and you go, oh my God, Avatar, what, Crimes of the Future was on this Armageddon time. It's like, our 20 is great. We have a good 20, guys. Yeah. Um, we we good do 20. have a really fantastic list. Fantastic list. All right. Open 13, appropriate. Like, these are good... And special, I want to say, technical achievement to Avatar yeah. as well. <laughs> That's uh, how because good this year was. I've never seen anything like that before, and it didn't yeah. even occur to me to put it in my 15. And it was great. Yeah. We, lo- we liked it. Um, yeah. we'll, do an Oscar- we'll do an Oscars list and at some also, point, people. And also, honorable Please. mentions yeah. to Moonfall for completely fucking rewriting the uh, laws of physics. Mm. Can't. Yeah. What do they the call fucking, the... Uh, we can't get into Moonfall, man. The fucking Moonfall yeah, episode. Not true, not true. <laughs> That's the drugest I've been in. Hey, guys. Right. Guys. What else have you been watching? Oh, that sound means it's time for our final segment of the night, What You've Been Watching, where we give you our holiday recommendations I forgot John has access to that button. He pressed <laughs> that. I didn't even press it. This is the end of the year, 2022. Our final list was actually done this year. It's why these lists are so hard. You usually have to wait until the end of January when you've actually seen all the movies that came out this year because everybody dumps them in December. But this is the end of 2022, what we've been watching to bring us home for the rest of the year. Dave, we always like to start with you. It's about Christmas time. What have you been watching? As I mentioned, I watched Knives Out and Glass Onion. Um, Love them both. Don't watch them together. Give it about a day. Um, I watched on Apple TV Spirited, the Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Scrooge story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking brilliant, dude. It was way better than I expected that to be. Really? I laughed my ass off. Yeah, mm-hmm. t- Teresa nearly fell out of a chair a couple of times and she fucking hates Will Ferrell. So 
you know, it was great. She hates oh, Jesus. Okay, and I also on, ne- on Netflix, I watched The Recruit. It's a brand new series. Um, oh, I'm excited to watch that. Charlie Cox? Uh, no. Yeah, cool. Oh, he's... no, the kid who grows large from Black Adam that I, I don't Yes, know. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is fucking awesome. Is it really? Like, it, and it okay. Warning to everyone, it ends on a major cliffhanger, but uh, yeah, here's to season two. Bring it on. I, I watched. We watched dude. that in a, like a day and a half. All we right. binged the fuck out of that. All right. Carry on. I watched Christmas movies. I watched Christmas Vacation. I watched Elf. Um, and then uh, I watched uh, Glass Onion, which, D- Jeff, I'm glad you said that because I think I had that exact experience. Still had a really fun time. Still really enjoyed it. But you and my brother, who saw it in the theater, said they had like this amazing, great time in the theater and everybody was having a, you know, a real ball incredible like oh everybody's getting into it the mystery blah blah blah. it didn't feel that way at home it felt good it just didn't feel like one of my yep. favorite times my favorite movies i've seen this year um you know who, you know who else knows that is ryan johnson i know he does i know i mean i just Shout said i love i just said i love two ryan johnson. johnson movies so i feel like i've come a long way yeah, Ryan you Johnson's just said he's pissed. he's pissed that it has knives out in the title. That's how shameless he is now. He's like, I fucking hate that that my boss told me to put knives out in the title. Honestly, John, dude, what else you watch? I watched a uh, random throwback old movie. It was really excellent. It's based on Hemingway's To Have and Have Not. It's called uh, The Breaking Point, but it was starring Jar- uh, John Garfield, directed by Michael Curtiz. I watched that the other day, and it was fantastic. How about you, Jeff? I love how you watch all these Christmas movies and you're like, I got to watch this John Garfield movie. I like watching old movies in the morning. That's kind of my uh, my favorite things. (laughs) What's the first thing I want to watch this morning? I don't know. A Tarkovsky movie where everybody dies? I take take my coffee and my morning movies black. Yes, honestly. Honestly, dude. I watched some great Christmas. I waited to mention this last because I think you watched it too, Jeff. Because you mentioned it and because my uh, girlfriend's International Interrupt Jeff Day. It's his yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. Tough I watched The Gentleman for the first time last night. Oh, oh. it's so fun, right? Isn't <laughs> yeah, it fun? Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. It was I really, mean, it's really, chalk because really it's, you it's know, good. the it guy. It's, it's so it's so Guy Ritchie. It's yeah, so I British. Blast. Came, I don't know why oh, it's it was a Guy Ritchie film. Ooh, it out. came out last year in like January mm. and it just didn't do very well. No, it was, it was 2020. 2020? So But then maybe the wide release in that, yeah. It looked like the Kingsman, probably like the, the the marketing of it and stuff. But anyway, it was really um, good. It was I, I I also watched the gentleman. Thank you for reminding me. I had a good time. Um, what the fuck is that sound that I'm listening to on one of your? So I, hope, I hope that's they're done with the movie, whatever they were watching, and now they're all going to the bathroom. They're and all flushing to the toilet. Hearing water and pipes. Oh, they're flushing the toilet. They're flushing the toilet. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> someone watched, mentioned um, Guy Ritchie. Honestly. Okay, <laughs> Muppets Christmas Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. I really liked. Yep. Muppet's Christmas Carol oh, is always like fun. The Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol, good. That's so uh, unusual. It's okay, so ha- half of um, I watched half of Elf, which is always great. I watched um, I had to go to the it doesn't matter. I had to I watched um the 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 holiday special for the Guardians of the Galaxy, which it started and I was like, this isn't my humor. It started I was like, this I'm not this isn't funny to me. And then as soon as it said, hold on, and then as soon as it said. Also starring Michael, whatever the fuck his name is, and introducing Kevin Bacon. I went, okay, okay, I'll watch. It said introducing Kevin Bacon, yeah. so I watched and I had a good time with it. Nice. And then I wa- I rewatched Glass Onion. We already talked about that, and uh, I think that's it. Nice, that's it. Guys. We're having a lot of good episode. Stuff. 
What an episode. I'm so happy. What, what an year. episode. We, we are going to see Babylon at some point, folks, but that is our year. I think you just listened to That's the last it. episode. This is a good year. We'll be the three people that saw it. No, we're going to see it. I have a feeling we are one of many people who are planning to see it in the next week or two, I think. And yeah, they're going to really like when, it. When, uh, so. when all the airlines when finally get them movie. home. <laughs> when, yeah, when Southwest finally gets people to... See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our year-end podcast. We'll see you next year for another great year. Put it too.